When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. This is session 15 with Bo, Scott, John, Kyle, and Kristen. And I start with an email this week before we get to our adventure. This came to us from a person. His name is Brad. And he said this. Hey dudes, I love your podcast. Will there be, uh, sorry, there will be dungeons is so good. I just have one question though. How are you running your character sheets? Signed Brad. Well, Brad, we use something called D&D Beyond. Uh, Bo, you're currently fiddling with um, Roll20 as well to for possible integration. But, yeah, but uh, we're not using it. We haven't used it on the show. Right, right. Um, but for character sheets... It is D&D Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, as a dungeon master, you have to get a subscription to the service in order to share the books you buy. And I think it actually shares both ways. So if someone else owns books, it'll share it in your character creation. So if you don't own any of the books online, you will have a limited functionality in terms of your customization options. But All right. It works really can- well. It's a it's a nice little uh, pretty dynamic piece of web interfacey mm-hmm. stuff. They're constantly adding stuff with the view of twitch and like online play culture so um i think i feel like it's a product worth investing in if you have people that you're playing definitely over the internet with. yeah absolutely it's spelled d <clears throat> excuse me d n d so not there's no ampersand and web addresses you can't do it d n as the as in the letter nancy d beyond.com that's what we use and it's been really great so far and everybody I talk to uses this as well, so I feel like we're on uh, kind of all on the same page. Thank you for that email, Brad. If you want to send us your own message, hop on over to their uh, willbedungeons.com, and up top there'll be a contact link. At least there should be, but my servers are having problems, so some of you may see it, and others might not. I don't know, but uh, hopefully when the show goes out, you'll see it just fine. Anyway, thanks, Brad. Now on to the show. Bo, I give you the keys. You stick them in, turn them, and tell us where this car is headed. All right, previously on There Will Be Dungeons. Am I coming in loud enough? Yeah, sound good. Previously on There Will Be Dungeons. Whoa, that was very loud. Uh, the party, uh, fresh from an encounter with the Lactid, Lactid Cartel at the Sapphire, returned to their hotel room on the sixth floor of S.J. Laddlebing's hotel to get some sleep. But they were awoken by a cyclops who reached his hand into the room and tore Vorel out and held him by the arm. They learned from this uh, Cyclops, not his name. They never asked him his name, but they did learn that he was searching for his shiny and that someone by the name of Tylander Sullivan had became his friend, but then betrayed him to steal his shiny and run off with it. And apparently the scent of that man led the Cyclops to slave town. Uh, after uh, some some fun conversation and showing the Cyclops 
some magic tricks which he really loved. Uh, he just he was asked to describe Tylander, and this immediately reminded Vorel of a man he punched the day before who had bumped into him and demanded an apology. Uh, so they asked the sheriff to go bring back this Tylander person, and with Tylander returned, Tylander. He denied that he was anyone of such note and saying that he was Robert, but the Cyclops didn't believe him and went to and got really angry. And then the sheriff was like, no, don't be angry in this town because you're going to destroy the town. So the sheriff shot him, but that was a bad idea because Cyclops put his fist in the ground and instantly was killed or yeah, killed the sheriff. He went to go do the same to Tylander, but Tylander blinked out of existence and the party ran around town searching for this man who apparently can wield magic. It took Nash quite a few minutes to finally call that it was magic. <laughs> Didn't want to believe turning invisible was magic right away. Yeah. Um, as they ran down, the Cyclops continued running all the way out of town while the party decided to use their brains and uh, follow up on a clue about where Tylander lived. And they went into the house and found a corpse. Uh, it had a curious L-stitching in it, and Hope thought that looked suspicious, so she cut it open and found an explosive ruin that blew uh, her and Vorel uh, up and splashed them completely with acid. After that fun business upstairs, they went downstairs through a trapdoor and found a like a study of some kind with a cauldron. And in the cauldron, they found a ruby, a necklace with five chains, each containing a ruby at the end of the chain, and certainly this must have been the shiny they were then lured down the rest of the the, the basement to an area where they saw a gnome uh, sitting in a chair and they went to attack it except it turned out to be an illusion and this gaseous form Tylander moved down the hall behind them and lowered a portcullis trapping our party inside uh, inside they learned that he in fact was Tylander Sullivan and that uh, the shiny that Nash had picked up and put on his person was in fact the shiny the Cyclops was looking for. They had a bit of back and forth, and then Tylander raised dead and brought the four corpses missing fingers and eyes to life. And as they came to life, giant spikes grew out of their eyes and fingers and formed a demi-circle in front of the closed portcullis gate. Tylander threatened them with death if they did not return the necklace. This is intense. So here's the big finish for our intense finish. All right. Thank you for the recap, Bo. uh, What now? What do we do? I got a question to start off uh, today. Okay. Just, to, just to understand where we are uh, right now, they are in the room. The the creatures and Thailander, separated by a portcullis from us, who are in the hallway leading out of that room. Right. That's right. And there's a hallway where you are, and then there's a, the room, the surgery and prison cell room. Um, how how long is the hallway? First, that's eh, about thirty feet. And the portcullis. Is it the kind that comes down where it's a bunch of straight bars? Or is there, like, horizontal bars along the way and at the bottom? 
so the, it's it's got horizontal bars on it, but not as frequent as the vertical bars, and they're made out of a rusted brown metal. Like they're you know it's probably shiny one day, but it's very dirty and very rusty. Is there one at the bottom, like a frame around it? Um, so the 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 spikes sink into the ground effectively. Okay. Where would the first horizontal? Well, no. Uh, yeah. Where would the first horizontal bar be? Uh, the first on the left. The first on the right. What do you mean? Like, it's... like are you asking where it is relative to the wall? The where first it is one... relative to the ground, like height wise. Oh, um, it's about a foot up. Okay. I, I didn't plan for any of this. I know, I've got all these technical <laughs> questions. Do you need an AutoCAD drawing? <laughs> I do. I need a picture of the Fort Portcullis bow, please, if you could have that ready right away. Yeah. Um, well, then, with that in mind, the first thing I'm going to do is take out the immovable rod, put it right above one of the uh, horizontal bars, and click it. I forgot we had that. Wait. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you you want to like use it to push it up essentially? No. So that if it goes to raise it hits the bar. Oh, I see. Okay. Um All right. Uh so just to set everyone to where we are cuz that was that was not an in-game thing. That was like a question, right? So we we haven't, we haven't done this yet. So sure. Hold on. Okay. Um so Thailander is there now he's begun um you guys had a bit of a conversation on last week's episode sort of ending it off about whether or not you were going to give the necklace to him he was demanding it um so there's this there's the four zombies that are in a demi-circle in front there's the portcullis that we've kind of described in great detail now um <laughs> also note that behind him there remember the stairwell leaving turned into a slide and then got set on fire so now it's just crumbling smoldering fire at the bottom of the stairs okay and that's a that's about it yeah and behind you you'd be in the hallway everyone's in the hallway i think right i don't think hope you stayed back there i think you came down barreling down this way too okay yeah all right so you take the immovable rod and you want it lower on the bottom most vertical one you want to just pre to prevent it from opening yes okay is there are you putting it horizontally or not horizontally but it's possible for someone to say reach in and also take your immovable rod out. Sure. So, I'm right now banking on the fact that these creatures are not smart enough to do that. Okay, uh, Thailander will see you do that. With the that's rod. fine. It, okay. All I want to do, and I'll say this, is I'm not sure how much time this is going to give us, but let's use, let's use all our ranged attacks we can before they can close in. Okay. So, all right. So you take the immovable rod and you you put it down onto, uh, like sort of clasping in the portcullis and preventing it from opening. Okay. And then I would step back so that I'm not within reach should a big so, creature arm come through. So Thailander, while you do this in sort of flurry of action, he starts kicking over like boxes that are sort of in the room, and gets out these two red oil cans these large red oil you know you put gas in right mm -hmm. like gas cans yeah as you look contemporary what's that has he corporealized further from the mist he originally was yeah he above? corporealized after because he spoke to you guys a little bit and raised the dead 
So he's there. He's got his. Per- he's got. A, he's got like oh. a black shirt and a purple chest, and he's in a. He's in a corporeal form. He's got. He doesn't have his hat anymore, but he's got his. You know, Kyle Ferguson beard and, and hair, and <laughs> look at him. He, he, you know, he's got. It's, it's that style. Um, and he uh, is. He's because he lit the cauldron, so now he uses his magic and, and he sets the fire out. And then he gets looks through some of the drawers in that desk that you look, were scared to look into, but looked into. Pulls out a funnel, and he tips over the cauldron in such a way to start pouring the the soup, the blood soup of fingers and eyeballs, into the oil cans. Yeah. And these oil cans are empty. And he, he doesn't seem disturbed. Like like now that he's left the zombies there to sort of watch the door and the doors secure shut, he's hurriedly going about the business of collecting his soup, presumably, to take off-site. Okay. There's nothing in these barrels right now or these, these gas t- containers? No, he's filling them now. Okay. So the, right. the, he, put, he opens them up, takes the long tubey thing out, puts it down, puts the funnel in, and then is tipping over the cauldron, and all this, like, it's like... You know, oh, as, the, as the blood sauce. <laughs> the, the, the finger and eyeball sauce. It, you know, he's putting it in the, in the oil cans. Okay. Or in the gas cans. He doesn't pay you guys any mind for the moment. So he doesn't really see us. Sweet. Well, I guess I'll take I'll take aim with the shotgun and <clears throat> shoot at him. Okay. Well, it's a roll and attack roll. It's a one. No good. Okay. <laughs> so you fire the <laughs> you fire the round and the 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 undead corpses move to make like a soccer wall kind of. Uh, to stand sort of close, arm and arms next to each other, and just move in the way of like your attack, like sort of completely blocking it. But then, as as you take the shot and sort of stop, they sort of drift apart again. And you can see a little bit of what he's doing between them. Is he not? Like, did this not alert him? So. No, he appears to be hurriedly getting getting stuff in. He's got one can done. He closes it, puts it aside, takes another can. Oh, he's got two of them. Opens it. And he, he he he! After hearing the gunshot, he says, "I really thought you'd be more reasonable. Nash. You are the champions of the rusty cage, are you not? Mm. Are you willing to be brave, Nash? Yeah, keep going. Explain. <laughs> Move to the front. You've killed somebody before with an attack that we all know. Mm. Can you do that attack now? Yeah, it's been a while. You remember this, Varel? It was good times." No. I'll pull the back so Nash can. All right, I'm going to thunder well, he wave. He can do it safely now, right? He can protect, I think, three oh. people with it. That's correct. Um, How many sorcery points has he spent today? Mm, none so far. None right? so far. So. Okay. But if I get in front and use it, that means it's only people. Let's see what's my radius. Each, let's see, a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must take a constitution saving throw. So are you guys in that 15-foot cube? Um, so if you, walk, if you walk right up to the door, yeah. right up to the portcullis, you could thunder wave and hit the four of them. The four. Do it. We'll back up. Okay, yeah, you guys back up. Okay. Is that cool? You'll be able to hit Thailander, though. Who? What? Who? Where? What? Who will I hit? You'll be able to hit the four undead 
Um, oh, but not uh, not Thailander. Not Thailander. No, he's behind. Hmm. Let me think of this here for a second. It's okay. We just need to deal with the zombies first. Yeah, this is we got to kill trash. <laughs> um. All right, I'm still gonna do it. Let's do it. And we're just aiming for the we're aiming for his minions, not him, because we can't hit okay. him where he is. Sure. Uh, that is well. I guess I got to roll for hit. Sixteen. Uh, Sorry, you have to for thunder wave. It's a it's a constitution save, or you? Which spell uh, did you use? It says, hold on. It just says, I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Is it? Is it? Is he it not it once and forgot about it. Well, no. Yeah. It's, I, honestly, I've avoided this thing like crazy. We're, we're talking about thunder wave, right? Thunder wave. Yeah. Yeah. A thunderous force sweeps out. Each creature fifteen foot uh, must make a con saving throw. No. If they fail, they take two d eight and ten movement. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't scroll. away from you. Sorry. No. Yeah. So it's uh, my dudes have to. You got to roll for roll constitution. constitution. Yeah. Well, I got to get my dice on my wheelchair. One second. I thought I had to roll for. Ooh, I'm back. All right. Some majestic DM moves right there. Yeah, that was hot. Uh, Got a hard floor like that. <laughs> F, F that carpet. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Uh, constitution saves for these guys. Just a moment. Bring up a statue for the audio listeners. All right, here we go. Um. Okay, so uh, describe your wave of thunderous force. All right. Well, the way I do it is I pull my arms way back like this, and then I thrust them forward, and my eye bright uh, goes bright red, and it makes this horrible sound like, oh, dang, this isn't very loud. Let's turn that up. It makes, oh, gosh, look at that. Oh, man, it's just a magical day. And then at the end... All right, that finishes it, and it so flies you didn't out. cast it carefully, um, which means that um, Varel and Stanley, you're st you are standing within range, but you kind of know it's a thing, so you're able to move out of the. You, you see it telegraphed and, and move back further down the hall away from Nash, but you didn't cast it carefully, so re you remember that your telltale thing comes up. <laughs> remember that. Um, one only one of the zomb uh, one of the uh, the undead failed. Um, so I can you can roll two d eight damage for for the other three, for one. Oh oh oh! Only one. Got it. Sorry, I had only it the other failed, way around. Yeah. All right. Hold on a second. One d eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two d eight. Two d eight. Oh, two d eight. Eight total. Okay. Five so and a three. Eight damages. Okay. So, um, all right. Uh, so the, the wave of thunder force pushes out, and you see, like, it knock books and dust up and creates this sort of filthy, rank odor as the, 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 the corpse guts from the corner, like, dried up, just sort of fill into the air. It's not pleasant. Boom. Uh, the zombies stand mostly still, except one of the dump, one of the, the undead just just gets pushed back. His body, you know, body is spikes just push back. He suffers damage, but appears mostly unharmed, and he sort of saunters back to the position he appeared to be commanded to stand in. And you hear a voice from the back saying, It's useless to resist. You should try talking to me instead of trying to bust your way out. 
Ne right. I want that necklace. I'm not leaving without it. I'm gonna let, he says, you know what? He throws down his the, the funnel on the ground. He says, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell Orp that you were the ones behind stealing the shiny in the first place. Since you have it, right? I'm just going to go find He'll understand. We were friends. He'll understand. And that's what I'm going to do. And he starts screwing the cap on his other thing. He's like, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to be you holding on to that shiny that he likes so much. So you're going to have quite an explanation to give uh, if he finds you. Whatever. I'm going to be his hero. I've got it. I, I'm the one bringing it back to him. Uh-huh. But I'm the one that's going to tell him that you're the one that's behind it this whole time. But and he'll believe me. He doesn't trust you anymore. He told us so. He thought you were... Well, he thinks you're a jackass. Oh, op, op. I didn't want to betray you, but an evil man full of owies. He came to me and said, I'll kill your family unless you steal the shiny. <laughs> I I'm sorry, Orp. It wasn't me. I had no choice. What I will make it up to you, whatever it is. Oh, you don't think he's going to believe that? <laughs> you guys are fooped. And he, start <laughs> he starts packing up his the, the oil can. He he's like, all right, last chance. And you, you know, I, I know that you're the champions from the Rusty Cage, and I know that uh, you hear people talk, and you turn invisible, so I hear them speak. It's maybe you're interested in freeing the slaves from Dust Hill, and that people want you to find a deed to the chopper mine. And then he slowly sort of undoes one of his vests and pulls out a parchment that's folded, and he goes, eh? Yeah, yeah. Perhaps we can make a trade. Perhaps we can come to an arrangement. And he puts the puts the paper back in this thing. But uh, instead, you'd like to fight your way out, and that's fine. Mm. And he, he takes one hand, and he takes another hand, and he starts spinning it in circles. And then <clears throat> he points it towards the ground, and in front of the portcullis, a glowing letter, you know, this glyph begins glowing in front of, on the floor of the door. And he's like, but you know, I think you'd rather, you'd rather stay in there. Be careful not to step on that. Uh, gonna put more owies on you. All right. Well, you have anything to say? You were never real, right? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I assure you, I'm quite real. Well, so far, you materialized in mist. Haven't actually interacted with the room, no? Are you actually here? No, I. You you guessed correctly. Actually, it was my mistake. For some reason, when you were asking where I lived, I provided my own address, which was really stupid. I should have given you a different address. So that's, I mean, the fact that we're in this predicament is kind of my fault, uh, but I'll take that one. You won't, you won't catch me making a mistake a second time. And, but yes, I'm quite real, um, my good lizard man. How can you expect us to make a deal with you when you just told me how you're going to screw things over with me and, and Vorp or whatever his name is? Well, no, that's if I don't get it back from you now. If I get it back from you, then you won't hit... Well... What do you give us? I'll give you this deed to the mine everyone wants, and maybe you can trade it for the lives of your friends. And, and look then at, I get my necklace. I look at Stanley and go, I don't remember what's more important. <laughs> <laughs> do we want the deed, or should I keep this? Need some help I mean, here. I found it on the corpse upstairs that you exploded. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, the deed? 
Yes, the deed okay. that, um, that man named Timber He's had the unfortunate mispleasure, such as yourself, of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't like it when people cross paths with me. Stanley, seriously, I have no idea. Do we want the thing? Because I'll trade him. Stan I mean, this guy is obviously a murderer. I don't know if we want to give him what he wants. And he's going to try and summon a demon with it. There's got to be another way. Well, the other way is we fight. And I'm... I'm... I'm how do I put this? I'm a little concerned to how Thunderwave did against his minions. It was less than great. There's a third option. Oh? I say we throw the necklace at the rune he just created, but we know explodes with acid, likely. Destroy the necklace, pissing him off so bad that he's trapped behind a wall and wants to come in here. And, and wait, it has five gems on it, right? We could throw one of the gems. We don't have to throw the whole necklace. Start cutting it up. Yes. <laughs> Into pieces. The way one you cut up time. my friend. And, and this is where I kind of break the circle and look at him and smile, and then come back to the circle where... We're Team Paladin. Yeah. I'm not going to wait around all day. I need an answer. But you Whatever need this. You are waiting all day. No, well, I'm going to go get my friend Orp to come get it for me. He's... While it looks like we're busy having a discussion, I'm going to try to cast Phantasmal Force on him. <laughs> John, okay. I love John's spells. Uh, so are you doing this like stealthily? What's what? How does what do you need to be doing to make the spell happen? It's it's everything. But we're in a huddle. He hears us talking. That's well, you don't fine. need the materials because you have a source and it doesn't cost money, right? Right. So that's probably fine. And I figure uh, we're in a you know so like you do, a football you do have huddle. to say you do have to say magical words and do something with your hands. Right. So I'm doing so it have in to... the huddle. They my friends will know, but. To him, hopefully, okay. it'll look like we're just. This you is know, this is a plotting. It's gonna be sleight of hand. Uh, okay. It's gonna be two rolls actually. You have to do a sleight of hand check. Shouldn't he get advantage well. though because he's got a giant lizard blocking the view of the. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> sleight of hand check and a um, deception check. One is for your physicality. The other is for masking your voice. Okay, sleight of hand was 17. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? Deception? Deception. Uh, that's a natural one. <laughs> so you kind of you kind of say the words pretty loudly. <laughs> and you see, you hear, ah. But you can still cast a spell, so let's, it spells, you're casting it. So it just means he knows you're casting it. Alright, well I, I feel like if I'm committing to a spell, what I was casting as the effect would still need to be the effect, so he has to do an intelligence 14 save Okay Although this will be interesting for you to figure out Bo, so we'll see if he saves first Intelligence 14? Yeah Um, it's a fail Alright Uh the spell is going to be make it seem that we have thrown the necklace down within arm's reach of the portcullis. 
and make the necklace appear there for him, and I'll say, there, you can have it. He goes, oh, so I see you've finally come to your senses, and you're just going to give it up. You don't, you don't want anything? That's we it? take the deed. He looks, he looks at the, something you can't see on the ground, and he looks up at you. Looks at... And then he's, he, he says, Obi Radibe, and he commands one of his undead to pick up the necklace. What and happens when they step on the rune? They, they well, look, so he, <laughs> one of the undead moves up to the rune and is unaffected by it. And, um, but is looking at the ground and like touching it, but is like not picking anything up. Talander goes, You'll, you have a you have a wizard among you. I'm gonna throw my like. dagger at the seems... rune on the ground. You're gonna throw your dagger at yeah, the rune on at the ground. The rune. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> roll an attack roll for it, please. Get ready to run. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh twelve. Okay, just one moment here while I see what see what happens. Gotta, I've got to look up the spell. Sorry, folks. It's all good. Uh, yeah, and I searched in the wrong thing. Alright. Uh, so you throw, you throw it at the... Um, you, throw, you, throw, you throw the knife at the... Uh, uh, at, at the rune, um, but it doesn't have any effect. So remove a dagger from your inventory. <laughs> Silander's like I really take it you're going for option B <laughs> it would seem does, that does anyone in your party have any bright ideas to trick me I'm, I assure you I'm quite on guard right now from all this uh, really terrible magic that you guys are doing Varel option C I like option C what's option C it's necklace on the ground, please. Just one piece. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> he says, "Oh no, 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 no! You, you don't want to do that, uh, Mister Lizard. You, you, you don't want to do that. No, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Nash, no, well, Varel the necklace. All right, I reach around my neck and I pull like in movies when they yank a necklace off. They don't. I'm not bothering with the clasp. I just go." like this because I'm pissed and I hand it over I hold it over to Burrell and you t and you, so it's for you to take there Burrell I, I grab it long ways so it's dangling between my fist and drop it on the ground and then I motion for do you have like a hammer on your belt hope or something like that like a um I've got lots of things where the flat ends could probably be used, because I've got those pliers and ice scoops, too, so. Hmm. If you want to use those to bangerang. We could also use the butt of my shotgun. That's true. Well, all the same, drop it on the ground and reach in a hand for a hope, and a hope tool, and whatever I get from hope, I will take. Alright, I'll hand him my shotgun and point to the butt of it. Cool. I'll hold it like a like a spear, you know, ready to slam. <laughs> Thailand just looks and he says, 
I don't think that's a good idea. I think you'll regret doing that. Nothing happened with the rune. Or will you regret us doing this? So Thylander starts to lose his uh, nerve a little bit, and he picks up his two oil cans, and he's, he go, walks to the hallway and tosses one up. He's like, good luck with that. Good luck with that thing. And he, then he takes the other one, and he tosses it up. And then he starts, um, comes back into the room, and he, he gets, uh, so he moves moves this piece of, like, candle, and you see, like, a little footstool there, and he gets the footstool out, and he starts making his way to the to get out of the trap door using the footstool. This guy needs oh. a footstool? No, he's, he's leaving. He's, he's leaving and then we'll kill his servants and have the necklace. A... I think he's he's going to get the... He's, old, he's getting mold one eye back here and telling him a story that ain't real. I don't know if we can let him go. Unless you want to fight him. I mean, we don't have a lot of choice. We can't get close to the door. And we have zombies between us and him. We might be able to use the corpse to set off the trap. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and I'll pick up the necklace, hand it back to Nash, and I'll go grab the, the corpse I've never met, you know, by the chest. Mm-hmm. By the overalls or whatever mechanical wear he had and start hauling him over for a heave-ho onto the rune. And I'll back up into the mutilation chamber. Yeah. I'll okay. Back up as well. Yeah, me. So as everyone well. backs up into the mutilation chamber. Varel, you've picked up the corp. Randall. Randall Owen. Yeah, on the table. You've picked up Randall Owen, Poor who's Randall. dead. Fingers cut off. Eyeballs there. You grab him and haul him mm-hmm. down the hallway. Um. So he can't really fit through the portcullis. You might have to make make some modifications to his body to get it through. Oh, the the rune. The rune is on the other side of the portcullis. The rune is on this. Yes. Not, not the inside of, the, like, not on your side, but on the exit side. Right. Oh, the, the side that the bad guys oh, are yeah. in. Did it, sorry, oh. did I make that? I, I no, just, no, no. I, I thought it was un, like in between, like a little on each side. I don't know why. That's how I. No. Oh, sorry about that. No, no. He put it on the outside. So once you got the door open, you'd have to deal with the rune as well as the. Oh, I'm not gonna t- just toss a corpse into a wall for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You, just, uh, scrap that plan. You could okay. tear his head off and just throw his head onto the trap or something. I mean, it's not a very. Yeah. It's not a nice thing, but. I, mean, I am <laughs> I am trying to fathom what's going on here, but as far as I know, the villain wants to leave, leaving us with the valuables, so we can talk to a man we easily seduced earlier on today into believing our side of the story. He already believes him to be a foul-smelling man in the first place. I don't see what could go wrong here. Do you have enough strength to lift the door up, Varel? Of course, but he's been... I don't know if he's real or if those things will attack me. This is... It's all been rather confusing. All right, I go, well, no offense, but he's talking about me when he says the one-eyed jerk's coming back. He's going to have come fight me, the guy with the owies, as he put it. He's not saying the whole team, so I feel a little exposed here, fellas. What if you ran strategically through the buildings. First into the Kromukishi, he smashes that. Then over to Stump's place, he smashes that. And down into the slave quarters, where he smashes that. And the we just blacksmith, deal with the too. He should definitely yes. run through the blacksmith. <laughs> and that foul uh, clother, the general's store, deserves mm. a smashing. So you're thinking, two for one here. We get... <laughs> we... we <laughs> 
we get part of the town demolished, which we've talked about doing anyway. But I have to do all the running, and I think that sucks. How about we put my cloak on Stanley and make him do it? I do not think that's a good idea, and I don't know why he would even suggest it. First of all, there is nothing on this earth that would get me to wear your cloak, man. Wait, how tall is the ceiling? Well, oh, sorry, that's for me. Wait, wait, yeah, that's you. You're the, you're the guy. Uh, tall ceiling. Uh, like, um, ten feet. Not oh, ten feet. We'll meet him up there. Nash, do the thing that made me big, and I will punch through the roof, and we will. I will lift you all up and put you on the next level, and we'll fight him up there, free of all this dungeon tomfoolery. Oh, this is good. Nash is Tyler can hear you guys talking. Oh, like, can. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. You know. <laughs> Goodbye, <Good> sir. <laughs> he gets. It, he climbs up the thing, and he leaves through the trap door. Why did he alone. climb when he could turn into mist earlier? Wizards make no sense. He's probably tired. T tired? The climbing would cost more energy than the misting, surely. <laughs> A different kind of tired. Oh, fatigued. Yeah. That is weakness. Am I making you big or not? <laughs> That's what <Yes>. she said. <laughs> Maximize my size. We're going to do it then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell Viagra and throw my po my thing at him. Uh, Stanley, do you know what Viagra is? Uh, magic words of some kind, I believe. All right, uh, you, so you're casting enlarge on him? Yes, I am. I absolutely am. Hold on. Okay. Okay, enlarge. I forgot how to cast it. Oh, it just works. Right. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a good sense of when he can break through things or when he can't. There's still dirt between the ground and him. Well, he'll grind. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. Like his foot. Space. So I, I get that the intent is to burst through the floor, um, but you guys are in a hallway, not underneath the house, maybe. Oh, we just in dirt and earth there. Well, it's cement walling. So yeah, yeah. Okay, the mouse would be underneath the house. Okay, so you cast a spell. Yeah. Before your eyes again, uh, <laughs> Morel starts to grow twice in size, from seven feet to fourteen feet, and because there isn't enough space to contain him, uh, his head, shoulders burst through uh, the start to burst through the brick. Like he's got, you've got to like kind of force it a little bit, so like you make a strength check because it's pushing you down. It doesn't just burst out of the way. You've got to use some of your will to to get it open. Cool. I'll lift with my legs. Yes. Always smart. Uh, seven. <laughs> okay. Um, so what happens is you grow into the 14 feet. You don't necessarily break through, but the brick crumbles, and you feel wood splinters as, like, like um, the wood from the house, probably the floor from the main floor, starts splitting. You hear, like, a shredding, and, like, and you feel that you've made, like, a somewhat of a, of a dent like a hump in the floor of the first floor and all sorts of like not sand but like cement like dust starts dripping down on pieces of, of of brick with with more effort you can work your way through yes yes i will and i'll use my inspiration from okay two episodes ago i am stronger than a house <laughs> 23 oh okay man. 23 you 
break through the floor like with your fist and and you you can hear like uh you hear the running of the man uh and he's just like oh shit <laughs> oh shit <laughs> you hear that and then um uh yeah then you, you're able to see the main floor again in all of its dusty glory and there's a there's a hole uh so 10 feet up you know you can see the hole uh so for everyone to leave through so at the time, and uh, I believe my equipment expands as well, do I have a giant shotgun that I could line up at this man now running down You're, the hallway? The, you had the shotgun from Hope, so it is giant size that Hope can't use it right now. Like you take your whole ar- two arms to pull the trigger, I think, at this point. Yeah, and, I, I mean, and I'd be in You're a okay. Rate. You could use the shotgun, but yeah. I don't yes. know if I know how to use a shotgun, actually. <laughs> so, so scrap that idea. Uh, I will I will ferry Hope up. Okay. Uh, strength check, please. Don't forget to grab the necklace! Yeah, I passed that back to Nash when that plan... And it's died. not all huge, right? Oh, he gave it to me before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I've, I've got a huge shotgun, but... It's not like that Pez dispenser in the Ant-Man 2 uh, uh, trailer, right? <laughs> I don't want some huge necklace to carry around. <laughs> 13 on fairing hope up safely. Okay, so it, it takes a bit of time, basically, to, to ferry her up, so um, let's say, you know, good, just two minutes of just like, because there's not a lot of room in there, and you, you're strong, but, you know, she's still a full person. And I, I, I'm assuming I'm doing the, like, at the tied up at the waist, kind of having to work her up by my face. Yeah, it's just your shoulders and head that are above into the, into the room. There so you're, you're hoisting people up, like, carefully, and Having to lift them all the way up so they can get their legs up. Is gone when I hit the surface? Yeah, well, I mean, you don't see anything. And you don't hear anything. Who's next? (laughs) (laughs) And I send down a hand, groping around for somebody. All right, is any, everyone else taking the Varel, Varel elevator? Yeah, the Varel elevator. <laughs> Pretty good. It seems like the only choice. I don't want to leave the rod behind, but I don't want to get too close to the rune either. Well, the no. rod's not not on the rune. All right, I'm gonna run over and get the the immovable rod. Yeah, okay. keep that with us. Roll a saving throw. Just kidding. Oh um, no! <laughs> yeah, you're you're able to nimbly like just like push the button and unhinge it from the thing. And the portcullis seems to like lift a little. Oh, it doesn't open. Okay. <laughs> yeah, are the zombies still up, just standing there? They're standing guard at the doorway. They haven't moved. Okay. They're gonna, terrible. They're the worst. Rush back. I'll okay. take the elevator. All right. So uh, you elevator up, and Nash, you elevatoring. Yep, I'm going up. All right. So Varela complies. Now this is a. The spell lasts a minute, so after you get them both up, Varel, um, it lasted a little longer than it normally should have. You got all three of them up, and then you begin to shrink back down into into regular size Varel. I'll grab, I'll grab first hand. Okay. And so you help Varel come out, and now you guys are all on the main floor of the building. Sweet. Fine magics. Much less confusing than that evil wizard's. Where is he now? He ran for it. I saw him run away. Uh, which direction was that, perhaps? Um, it was down the road. Let me get the map up, but probably back down towards the center of town, basically. Basically, down towards the center of town. And can anybody with their... So it would be down, you know, Thorn Row, okay. uh, left on Drake. All right. 
Shall we head that Drake. way? Not Drake, sorry. <laughs> Is our plan to find the Cyclops first, or are we making preparations in town for his return? I mean, if we can he... find this magician before he leaves, we That can seems him. ideal. We should see if we can chase after him. Okay, as you, um, you hear like a lot of engines in the background. You don't see anything, but you hear a lot of vroom, 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 and, and as you sort of look off, because you can see the fields of the south, the desert, you see cars starting to, to like, cars leaving town. Kind of looks like an evacuation. Um, well, that's odd. And alarming. Perhaps we should figure out why everybody has decided to leave town. I would assume there is a Cyclops on the horizon, and he does not look pleased. Hmm. Um. I mean, if we talk... Listen, if we go... Oh, sorry, Nash says. Uh, look, plan B. You find the Cyclops. You tell him you've got... We saved his shiny before this guy gets to him. And tells him his fake story. Then we use him to fight Wizard Boy. He gets revenge. We get what we need. We destroy a whole lot of stuff in this town. Kind of everybody wins. Well, let's see if we can figure out what exactly is causing the town to flee first. And... Can we split up two after the magician, two after the cars? I don't know. I think maybe we should all stick together. We're dealing with very powerful foes at the moment. This could also be a result of the fallen sheriff, and the local town's aura has fallen to pieces. That's a good thought as well. I think we should probably try to get to the center of town and see what we can see. All right. Okay. All right. So you guys make your way down Break Road. You see a few cars leave, and then it gets quiet again. Um, it's still unnervingly quiet as we get into the later morning. Usually there's people starting to, to be out at least in front of their houses or out and about, but you, apart from the cars leaving town, you don't see very much. Oil, Beard, and Sons is all boarded up, and you get to the center of town. You see the sapphire with a lizard-shaped hole in the front, <laughs> and the buxom confederate uh, still there, and Spillman's is closed up. Uh, on the horizon, down Heaven Street, you do make out a shape the large shape of the Cyclops still out there. Looks like he's on his knees digging in the dirt. Well, but he's they... way out. He looks like a mile or two out at the very least. You know Time to make the call. Is, Are we conversing with him in town or outside? Well, I mean, we should go where he is, because if we bring him into town... That's just a mess. <laughs> like, wouldn't we rather be in the open a little bit in case things go south? Well, we are also racing behind the warlock, and there's a good chance he's going to beat us to him, and all of a sudden it turns into his word versus us. I don't know if I like the idea of facing a warlock and a cyclops at the same time. Even if he tells him that story... When we get there, I can hold it out to him and say, don't listen to him. He's a liar. This is your shiny. I have it, and you can have it right back right now. Why would I want to steal it if I was going to give it to you anyway? 
I mean, I know he's a big dummy, but he might understand that kind of logic. And to the mobile, yes? <laughs> we have to walk. It's not fixed yet. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's broken? <laughs> Isn't oh, it? Uh, it, at yeah. the very least, was missing tires or had flat oh, tires. that's right. Shit. I guess it's only been two days that we've really been in this town. Boy, it should have healed by now. <laughs> Sorry for El Castle, it was that way. <laughs> well, we... to the Cyclops then, and we might find the magic man. Yes, hoof it. All right. It's only All right. a mile. Yeah, a mile, you can walk a mile in what, 30 minutes? Yeah. Maybe walking, maybe it's a light jog. Is everyone here? I feel like Nash can't jog. <laughs> I'll piggyback him. Wait, Nash. why can't Nash jog? <laughs> why though? I'm just curious. You're covered in tumors, you might have lung problems, maybe like oh, the strong lungs. Yeah, like, I don't know. Are you physically fit? Your strength is really low. Yeah, no, uh, I enjoy. I enjoy the 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 idea. That maybe he's... he can. I just I, we haven't come up across this particular feature of no. our characters like there. It's a good point. Um, I don't know. Honestly, like if you would have done the plan where I had to run through buildings and get things smashed. Oh, you have a 17 constitution. Yeah, I got good health. Yeah, wow. but your strength is 11, so okay. I guess it's just crazy. It's just to look at you, you, even me in my vision, I'm like, can he, can he run? <laughs> yeah, I, I can <laughs> run when I have to. We'll say it that way. All right. So everyone picks up a light jog as they try to, to run out. And it, square in the front of your vision, you see... Um, uh, you know, you see the the silhouette against the, the morning sun's actually behind you. So you just see, actually, the the cyclops. He looks like he appears to be on his knees digging. You can get a good view of it. It's like looking at a building at a, in the distance, right? Mm. Except it's a man building, and it's digging into the ground. But then you kind of have the sense that the he stops digging, and he seems to be as you run. So you run for maybe about ten minutes at, at this point. You start to get closer, cover half the distance you see him turn around and start to interact with something you can't quite make out. Uh, Fred? Fred! Um, what ho, friend! <laughs> Can he hear us from that distance? No, he can't hear you from What if there? I use the megaphone? Can megaphone... I got to Google that one. Can a megaphone cry out after, uh, for half a mile and be heard? Probably. I don't, I don't know. I've also got so. thaumaturgy. I can make my voice boom up to three times as loud as normal. Oh my god! Hey, can what? you amplify others? Just curious if that. Uh, it works. just says your voice. Oh, okay. What's louder, the megaphone or thaumaturgy? So we'll go with that. I mean, we've never had a shout off. I don't know what. What's the range? Like, you haven't done any research on megaphones. This is your job, John. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how far the, that their range is. Oh. I imagine they'd cover half a mile though. A, seventh, a 17th century megaphone with no power could cover a voice of a mile and a half. Oh, there you go. I tried to Google it, and there's a D&D &D megaphone mufflers company that puts a new muffler on your motorcycle. So don't Google it. You're going to have a hard time. All right. Well, then I'm <laughs> going to take out the megaphone, and I'm going to uh, shout out to the Cyclops. We found your shiny. Don't listen to Thailander. He's a bad man trying to trick you. The good people with magic got it back, and we will give it to you. 
and then you, you see that it takes some time for the sound to travel. It's a little bit, a few seconds, and then the, the Cyclops one eye blinks. You see his voice. You, hear, you see his lips move. You don't hear the sound because it takes a second for the sound to travel, and then you hear, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Highlander is bad. We have your shiny. And again, the same thing happens again. You just get back. What? (laughs) I can't hear you. You I don't think this is working, guys. We're going to have to move. But pretty soon, you see the Cyclops pick something up and put a man on his shoulders and then start running full clip. Giant sand, like the sand stream flowing behind him as he's barreling down on your location. Oh, he's running after us? Well, he's running towards you guys. I'm going to start to veer off to the side. I'm not going to run straight into this thing. Yeah. You're open desert. (laughs) But you can spread apart or be together. (laughs) I feel like that was. Okay, so you have a few seconds before he's going to gain on you because he covers ground pretty quickly um so anything you want to do in preparation in the next 10 seconds to make me giant with a giant necklace that can i do guys. that again how many spell slots do you have left for the day three total so two Where do wait I f- for that level hold on hold on so um you are Nash Magard. Your spell slots, you have two, you have a second level, so you've burned one second level spell, so you've got one left. Looks mm. like. And you've Those got first level spells. Yeah. Let's be nice. Uh, he can spend, he has three sorcery points, and he can spend two, I believe, to cast a second level spell. Or he can convert, no, he can use three to create a spell slot. So oh. technically, he could cast two using all of his, all three of his sorcery points available. Well, now we know the cost. What do you, th- what do you think, Varel? Mm. I think it increases the readability of our meetup, having the necklace be giant. But he is stupid, and he might believe that a giant necklace is not his original shiny. Mm. Okay, so that's about ten seconds of conversation. You guys are grouped up. Hope, are you doing anything? No, I'm grouped up with him. All right. Uh, so eventually, for this big shadow sort of um, <laughs> falls over you, even though the sun's in the other direction, so there's no shadow actually. Never mind that. But you know, this large giant cyclops again you met yesterday runs up to you and sort of stops, and then <laughs> there's like a cloud of smoke as you guys it just from his running also is all around you. It makes it difficult to see for a few seconds, and then you see him, and on top of his shoulder. Clutching onto his hair, like you know, is is Thailander riding on the shoulder of it, and he's got this smile on his face, like he knows what's coming. He's got this arrogant, smug smile on his face. Hey, Stanley, can you make his shoulder itchy? Says, "Hi, you. Hey, you. Who was? Hey, Owie. <laughs> Where's oh. my shiny? You have my shiny. I do have it. Come here. Come here. Do you, who?" Who th- My friend Thailander says you made him steals it. I thought he wasn't your friend. Where's my shine? I thought he wasn't my friend, but then he told me what you did. He's lying to you. I have your shiny, and I'm happy to give it to you. 
but you need to understand he's lying i we went to get it we found it and i was bringing it to you anyway don't believe him that's right thailander did lie and i hope he is going to learn his lesson he won't but you he have lied to teach about him a lesson but he never lied about stealing it he just stole it he betrayed me but he didn't lie to me well if we he didn't betrayed either you, why would you keep him on your shoulder because he told me what happened that you made him steal the shiny you said you'd kill his mommy and his daddy and his children <laughs> he doesn't have any children he's lying to you again we don't know. have we lied to you yet Toylander, you have a family yes yes i do i do op op don't listen to these fools just kill them they have i promise you as soon as you kill them the shiny will pop out uh, that one there with the warts has it all right i Get grab it first. i pull it out i hold it high and i say look he goes we have it you can have it yeah okay big guy you're uh, listen you can have the damn thing but I, but I'll give it to you gl uh, gladly because we went to get it for you. He's lying. I didn't steal this. We got it back for you. So his hand just immediately fires down to grab you. Oh great! Are you accepting the grab or are you trying to get out of the way? I'll take like the to... grab. I have nothing to hide here. Yes, <clears throat> grab right. me. So he grabs you like just completely. You just disappear into the cyclops fist. You've got sweaty, dirty fingers all touching your body now <laughs> <laughs> and he just picks you up and then he sort of slowly opens up and light slowly pours into this room he looks and he's like give me my shiny and his other hand starts to and you have it still offered out i'm holding it here and as he comes toward me as you do as you're as he's pinching toward me like you're showing i'm gonna pull yeah. back a little and say do you understand? I give this to you of our free will. Does that make sense? This is yours, and we brought it to you. We didn't steal it. And Thailander shouts in the back, It's just because they feel bad because they finally saw how powerful you are, Orp. They deserve to be killed. Orp, think about before. Think about when he was lying to you, when he, when he treated you so poorly. Think about that. Remember that? And also remember... Nash helped you make magic. That's has, right. Oh, has has Thailand ever helped you make magic? Pers persuasion checks, please. For oh, both, for for both, both of, of us? All right. Can I aid other by giving Stanley a hug? I <laughs> hope <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> you can. You can Have you ever seen hug. one of these? These are what friends do. Ever gotten one of these from your friend? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are the roll results? Persuasion, you say? Fifteen. Sixteen. All right. I'm, I'm giving. Do you have DM inspiration, Kyle? I, I spent it on killing the house. All right. I'm giving it back to you, just for <laughs> all that you do. Um, <laughs> the hug in particular is quite funny. pretty good. Um, so, okay, you guys uh, rolled what? Sorry, I, I heard the numbers. Then sixteen forgot. for me, and what was what was yours? Fifteen. Sixteen. 15. Okay. All right, so he goes, that's a good point. You did do good magics, but Thailander's magic is kind of better, um, which makes me think he's more right than you. Well, what is it that Thailander does that you find so impressive? 
you say from between my arms. What is it that Thailander does that is so impressive? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> he can make my food dance before I eat it. Could you uh, bring Thailander down here so he can show us? We'd love to see this magic. I've never seen food. Don't, don't listen to her. Oh, she's trying to. She's lying again. She's going to kill me the moment you put me down. Don't do it now, Orp. I've brought you the shiny. And so then he starts to go back again to take the shiny really off like you now. I see this magic. Uh, so are you giving him the shiny, Nash, or are you still holding it back? I go, fellas, ma'am, <laughs> what do you want me to do? If I give it to him, then I've told him I can give it to him, but I don't know if this is going to help us. Friends trust each other. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> We do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hand it to him then. And he takes it. Here, Orp. Here. He takes the shiny and he looks at it with his big eyeball and then he opens his hand and drops you. Holy shit. Do I damage Wait, drop, drop. You're running. Catch him? Drops. It's a drop. Uh, catching... More like fall on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would let go of him immediately. Okay. Yeah. So uh, right now you just see the cycle, it's Thailander on the shoulder and he's got the necklace and he's blinking and he's let go and you see Nash falling to the ground. Well, at second level, because that's all I got left, <clears throat> feather fall on Nash. Okay. So you, as you fall, uh, you, you get light and you start floating down Nash. Okay. Did you shit yourself or just, <laughs> did that happen before that? I don't know. <laughs> This little turd falls down. <laughs> but slowly. Yeah. But slowly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you sort of have this feeling of, of adrenaline as you know you start falling and then whoosh, you sort of glide into a nice smooth sail down to the ground below. Okay. Thank you, Stanley. Thank you. Thank you, Thailander, for giving me back my shiny. He didn't give it to you. Good hell, you're <laughs> stupid. And then this, this Cyclops sort of turns to you guys and says, You shouldn't lie about things. If you had it all along, you should have given it to me. Well, no, we had to steal it from Thailander. You were right all along, Orp. He's the one who had it. We went and got it from him. Unfortunately, he tried to betray us, too. And then Thailander whispers in his ear and said, They made me do it, Orp. We've, we've go back a long way. I've made your food dance. So let's do a persuasion contest to see whose whose take was more persuasive. Natural twenty. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Which would be a twenty-eight if adding it means anything. Yeah, so the 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 Cyclops blinks, thinking for a second. He says, "You know, Thailander." He looks. Sort of back at you could have said no to them and told me, and then I could have protected you. Why didn't you tell me when they came to threaten you? And Tyler says, uh, I didn't know what to do, I didn't want to upset you. I'm sorry. He's like, mm, Seeing mm, a moment of doubt, I'm going to begin my mm -hmm. enthralling performance. <laughs> oh. Explain what you're sorry, explain that. So I need to speak for a minute, yeah. and I 
During that minute, uh, I can choose any number of humanoids within 60 feet who watched yep. and listened to all of it. Uh, each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or they will be charmed by me. Okay, so do you want to roleplay the full minute of talking? It sounded like you kind of wanted to. I, mean, I feel <laughs> like it's appropriate. Yeah, do it. The floor is yours, sir. Alright. Orp, think about it. We're your friends. We did fantastic magics for you. We uh, made you shoot a fireball into the sky. Thailander's done nothing but betray you and turn on you, and he's trying to do the same now. And this man who helped you shoot your very first magic, he stood before you and gave you what you wanted. We've been nothing but just good friends to you, and we want you to be our friend as well. Thailander has just deceived you, and if I'm being completely honest, making food dance seems like a fun trick, but it's not. It's actually harmful, and quite frankly, I'm shocked that he would do that to somebody. Food tastes better if it hasn't danced, and that's just a, a known fact in the world. And if I'm being completely honest, or in these past days, I look at you like a rather large one-eyed brother. <laughs> Alright, so what do I gotta roll for the... Uh, so... Thailander and Orp have to make charisma. I figured they both heard it. They both can save. It's charisma saving throws? Charisma saving DC? throws. They have to beat... Uh, I think it's against my wisdom. Let me double check. Uh, spell save... Yes. No, you, so you, it's... you use your charisma, don't you? No, it's a wisdom saving throw against... So it would be wisdom 14 is what they have to beat. Okay, so the, the number is set by your charisma, but I'm rolling wisdom. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Um, what's the DC? 14. 14. Okay, so Thailander just looks and goes... <laughs> and and Orp, Orp... I like your words! You make good words! Good words... Man, I mean, does, <laughs> what, what's your name? My name's Stanley Billings. So he's charmed by you, right? Yes. That's a lovely name. My name is Orp. Orp, that is a fantastic name. A strong I know, name. right? Thank you. It is, and I'm so glad <laughs> you got your shiny back, but I have a concern, Orp. What's that? I'm really worried about something. You see, Thailander took your shiny once, and he wants it back incredibly badly. And I'm worried he's going to try to take it again. No. You you think he would take it again? And you see Thailander being like, no, of course I wouldn't. Thailander's being a little bit quiet, though. He knows he's losing this battle. He's done it before, and he seems like the type. I know the type, Orp, and he's the type. What should I do? What, what what do you think I should do then? Should I just go home? I've got my shiny now. Well, the problem is, Orp, that he's a very tricky man. Like you said, he knows magic. Yeah, tricky. <sighs> I'm worried he's going to try to trick you again. 
And look, we've all fallen for tricks every now and then. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but I don't want him to do that to you. Do you? Should I cast my magic on him? Remember, I learned magic from... Oh, where is he? Yes. He looks around for Nash, and he's like, Oh, there you are! Yeah. You, I learned magic from you! We could... I need to confer with Stanley. I mean, you could <laughs> cast magic, or... I mean, you could just do what you did to the sheriff. That was your own kind of magic. Or yeah, you yeah, have yeah. a special kind of magic that not even Nash over there can do. I call it smashing magic. Okay, as you do this, Tylander, you see him, he's been, you can see him, he's been slowly climbing up his hair towards Orp's ear. And he seems, and Orp's not really paying attention to Tylander, he's paying attention to you, he's enthralled by you, but he's like, we did like a chill on his spine, as you know, some. So, friend Stanley, you want me to kill Tylander? I, I mean, if you think it's best, if you think you can keep him from it. But how do you kill a friend? Well, it's hard. Not... Normally I kill people like you all the time and I eat them. They're yummy. <laughs> Toylander is a friend. Well, he was, but let me tell you, friends don't steal other friends' shinies, do they? <laughs> you hear this loud yelling as one eye starts to cry up and he starts <laughs> I don't want you kill my friend what if... oh, can, can you hand us Thailander what if we took care of him and just made sure he doesn't get your shiny and, and as you say that Thailander is finished crawling up to the ear and he takes a hand and he goes, he has a smile on his face. And he plugs his hand into the ear, and a giant spark <laughs> shoots out of Orb's ear. Okay, and Orb goes, ooh, ooh. And he's like, ooh, giant 60 foot things starts, ooh. And he starts falling towards you. Go run to the run. side. To the side. All right, dexterity saves, folks. Oh, shit, donkeys. Six. Twenty-one. Ten. Ooh, natural twenty. All right, that's <laughs> just out of there. Who's the runner now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is good at running. Yeah. And um, Stanley, you you run aside to uh, hope. Um, you actually take a little slip on some sand that doesn't have quite as much grip on it and are just barely able to get out. One of his fingers slams right behind you and he just falls face first into the dirt. Face first. Face first. So right I'm going to gonna turn around and immediately run after the ear that what's his face was in. Right. And so, um, so basically after the aftermath of, of or falling down, there's a giant you know, body lying on the ground. Doesn't look dead. You can still see that's like breathing you hear someone needs their CPAP because they're just making giant breathing sounds and um, but you don't see any sign of Thailander you're sort of near the hand the right hand you all ran the same direction so you're all kind of around the right hand of the body and Thailander was last seen hanging off the ear 
the left, the right ear. So he's same al- side, but up. he's alive though because he's breathing. Is he conscious mm-hmm. at all? Can can we? He's not moving. Okay. What had he done with the shiny? He had he it in his, his right hand. hand. And we're by the right hand or the left. Oh, and he uh, he had put it in his loincloth. Sorry, I just didn't des- I didn't describe it. Although hope you picked up on it anyways. You're like. I know yeah, some people. You reached down as the DM. We saw it. We should yeah. probably dig it out of there. Uh, yeah, uh, we should rush perception. to keep an eye on it at the very least. Yeah. Okay. So everyone, tell me what they'd like to do. I I will. Um, I offer to go rumble through his freaking drawers to find it. So it's going to require a shovel. Oh shit! I don't have one. Unless you want to look on the side his side of his drawers, but like the front of his drawers where it was last seen is. He's lying stomach down. Ugh. Oh, he's oh. Can I get? He fell. He fell forward towards you, stomach down. Can I get back around the uh, the undercarriage area and get it that direction, or is that a bad idea? Like we can easily get to it from Thailand. (laughs) You can if you want to try and go rummaging through some open spaces there. Um. I do want to do that. I will DM this. (laughs) Can I try that without? The shovel? I don't want to dig it. I just want to reach okay, in so there and kind Nash of like... is going... So I roll my sleeves Keep up. Keep diving. Don't worry, He's guys. traversing I've, the I've tank. I've got this. Okay. I haven't had a shower in months. This is fine. So I roll up my right. sleeve. So we're going to do... I'm going to get everyone what everyone wants to do if they want to do something. That's fine. So That's what I want to do. It's chaotic. Yeah, so we know what everyone gets a chance to do what they want to do. Hope, um, it sounds like you want to go after Thailander. A 17 perception to see if I can find his tracks. Okay, um, so there'd be no tracks. The last known location was around the head, so you'd probably want to run around the body up towards the head to look there. So let's okay. hope runs to the head. Um, and Stanley, what do you, would you like to do? I, don't... I would, knowing that for us to get access to it, it would be difficult, I would assume it would be the same with Thailander. I would get in a position where I could see the loincloth area, but I'm not going digging. I'm just okay. gonna stand watch. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, sur- you're gonna uh, supervise Nash. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Why <laughs> I don't know what else you're doing. I don't know why Nash has decided to go digging into <laughs> underpants. I'm gonna just stand here. Okay, and uh, Varel. Uh, I will take a position looking for tracks leaving the body. So, kind of look, trying to cover as much headspace as possible. Oh, both eyes pointing both side directions. Looking, looking for Thailand, looking for Thailander. Yeah, and and okay. maintaining the scouting. Excellent. All right, with that, uh, let's take a fiver. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Fine. And then we'll we'll resolve what happens next. We'll be right back, everybody. And I'm gonna get a notepad. Stay tuned. Where's my music? I'll turn it up. Okay, we're back from the break. That means that I gotta stick my hand in a giant's crotch. <clears throat> All right, let's get some initiative rolls. All right, those are all you can eat. Just kidding. Twelve for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Initiative rolls. Mm. I can't believe it. Nineteen. Uh... Okay, 19 for Nash. What did you get, Stanley? 12. Okay. 13 for me. 
13. And three. Okay, so Nash, you're up first with your activity. Okay. The, the turns might be a little longer than a few seconds. We're just getting it prepped now, okay? It's totally fine. So, um, <laughs> um, you make your way over to... You hurriedly run around the long leg. So it's a pretty long jog. So, you make your way along the leg. Stanley's actually following behind, because that's what he said he was going to do, supervise you. Right. Uh, Varel and Hope do not follow. I mean, and, I'm not supervising him. I'm keeping an eye on where I saw the shiny go. I, yeah, I don't like, really it's care like what a supervisor would say. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm your friend, really. Um, okay, so um, you you walk around to the, you know, the legs are kind of split open, so you can walk sort of straight up. And you see, you know, the butt and the taint area covered by loincloth. Yeah. And, um, you know, it looks kind of like a tent flap. <laughs> okay. Like, there's two, one on the left leg and one on the right leg. But you don't know what's beyond without looking beyond. But you do see, like, there's a, a mild wind that seems to be flapping a little bit. <laughs> All right. Have fun on the adventuring life you've chosen, Scott. Well, you're going to press, press to digitate my arm when I'm done. That's my plan. I'm looking for Thailander. I promise no such prejudice to digitation. <laughs> Fine. You guys will have to travel with Stinky Arm McGee for the rest of the week. All right. So I'm going to... I want to open the flap on the right side. Okay. So you open up the flap on the right side, and um, it's dark. It's also very warm in there. Yeah. There's this cool breeze, and you see... It's like there's this sort of passage, and, and one side you see leg... Sort of leg flesh, very hairy, go into the blackness on the right side. You see a softer but more wrinkled wall of flesh. You think you see what is like a large vein, and just it it, it wanders off into darkness. Thanks for choosing this. Scott. There's 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 enough clearance in there. For, maybe it's maybe about two feet wide for you to like shuffle your way in on foot uh, sideways. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Okay. I'm going so in! You start to go in and, and which side do you face? Which I'm facing way? the leg. I ain't put I'm not mushing my face up against a testy. Okay, so you start you start filing your way in yeah. and you know, as you do it, you, your back accidentally grazes the softer, wrinkly wall, and you, it's got a lot of give, and you sort of, you, you're like trying to dodge it, but you sink into it a little bit. Yeah. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a water mattress. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and you, but you're careful not to touch it. Roll, um, roll an acrobatics check, please. Okay. Oh, Lord. Uh, sixteen. Oh no, sorry. Okay. Si sorry, sorry, sorry. Fourteen. Okay, so but you're able to mostly not touch it apart from that first initial press into it. Um, and but as you walk in, it becomes very dark. You can't see anything. You think you hear like blood pumping, like just like boom, 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 like of the of the body because it's mm -hmm. very large, it's just mm -hmm. echoing a little bit, and um, begin becomes very smelly in here. It smells like never cleaned crotch basically in in this in this area yeah 
And you you move deeper down, but you can't see anything. You're gonna need a light source. I've had worse. Um, all right, <laughs> let's. Uh, I don't have a torch. I don't, is that a good idea? <laughs> no. To, to light a torch inside of a giant's crotch? Probably not. I mean, you don't you, you don't have much in the way of items. I don't know if you have a spell that'll give, make light for you. Well, I do. Stanley usually has light covered. He's with you. Yeah. I'm not um, with him. I'm outside. You can, yeah, but you can see him struggling down this. Okay, like, I would like crevasse. to ask. Let me ask you this, DM. Can I do some sort of Arcana check to see if I can sense how far I am from the necklace, which is no. magical? No, it doesn't work that way. All right, so I can't. I can't get a bearing on it. Well, you need a, a magical spell, maybe, to locate a magical item. So I go. Here we go. Somebody bring me a lantern or a, some kind of light source. Hurry! It's just me out here, and the lantern got broke. Well, shit. <laughs> um, do you have some kind of? You have anything? Like a? I don't know. A gluing rod? <laughs> I'd take anything at this point. You gotta I hurry, think though. I have enough rod in there already. I'm fine. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, I get, I get it. That's funny. All right. Well, shit. I'm just gonna keep looking then. And then I just, I want to venture, venture forward and uh, just dig around and push around <laughs> and see if I can find okay. it. If he shoved it down there, it's got to be there. So you push forward a, um, a little bit, and you see that um, your way forward as you sort of reach a hand out. You feel some other soft flesh with a lot of give. You see that you're going to have to make a right. <laughs> okay. Deeper in. That's fine. Okay, so you, you turn yourself to the right a little bit, you know, using your hands to navigate your way because you can't see. And, um, like, are you, what are you, are you searching the ground while you do this? Let's roll an investigation check as you go. Let's yeah, see. Good idea. Uh, hold on. With disadvantage, because you are in pitch blackness. Oh, great. Oh, it's not too bad. Uh, do I have any bonus to that? I don't think I do. Sorry, what am I using? Investigation? Investigation. Oh, no, I have I think plus it's three. intelligence modifier. Yeah, I have, t I, have my, I have a plus three investigation. Okay. Uh, so that's 16, because my lowest roll is 13. Okay. So you, you again, your you're soft flesh, it's all very hot when you your hand on it's like ow it's very warm and you move your way down and now there's no light none and you begin you begin searching the ground and it's you're not coming up with anything you can feel the ground is like a cloth it's the inside of the cloth you're in the front of the pants right now Family. what um and never mind I got a never mind fine you're doing a good job. Thanks. Okay, so it's pitch black. I'm feeling around. I can't feel it. Can I... Is there any way to... I mean, where can I move? I mean, you can continue searching. It's just going to take some time. It's, it depends on how long at this point you want to feel around in the, in the dark. I should have shrunk Unless him Unless you have any other options. I should have shrunk him. Be easier to dig around in there. He'd be 30 feet tall instead of 60 feet tall. Yeah. And I may not be able to get in as easy. All right. Well, I want to keep looking. I don't want to leave this thing here. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll get back to you. All okay. right. All right. 
You're searching uh, hope. Taint a problem. <laughs> <laughs> hope, uh, you make your way towards the, the Cyclops head. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as you round the, the go round the arm and, and, and round the shoulder, um, you don't, uh, you see a head and you see hair, like he's, he's face down in the dirt, so you just see the ear that's damaged. It's bruised and very red and has a lot of cuts in it. And you see his hair is mostly like hanging down, covering most of what you would be able to see of his head. No sign of Thailander. Uh, about like immediate inspection, there's no sign of Thailander. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll check around closer up here. His sand or their footprints is the hair moving around in any weird way. Okay. Um, so let's do investigation if you'd like. Cool. Uh, 14. Okay. So you, you approach closer, cautiously. You part some of the hair to see um, if you can see anything. And as you part it, you think you think you see a, a, a shimmer of something, and then it goes away as if you suspect something's hiding amongst the hair. It's a lot of it. It's like a forest of hair. Avril, you followed along, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're watching her do this. I'll look at Varel and I'll kind of point at the hair, and then I'll take my gun up like a bat, and I'll just start beating into the the hair, where I saw the shimmer, and then around the area. You got your gun back off, Varel? Yes. Okay. All right, you're going to start beating the hair? With yeah, the... with the butt. Where I first hit, where I think I saw the shiny, and then around the area. Okay. Um, roll an attack roll. I'm going to be digging down on his crotch, and the you're going to find it. The strike. Improvised weapons. This is going to suck. Okay, let's see. So I think that's a 1d4, unless you have, like, a talent feat that gives you more damage. The damage would be 1d4. Okay, cool. Uh, so a 7, 8, Okay. Eight. So you, you, you hit, you swish around the hair. You don't see anything. But um, it does, you do, you do again, feel, like, movement uh, moving towards, like, the top of the head through the hair. Like, it's like trees rustling, but instead of trees, it's hair rustling, whatever that giant hair Sort of but moving. it's going in a movement. direction. It's going in the di- it's going direction towards the top of the head. Cool. I'll look at Varel and kind of point to see to get Varel to cut off where the thing's moving to. Varel, you're up. Cool. Um, I'm a little confused by the the tactics because she's swinging a gun bat at a hair pile. So I will observe the area around the hair. If he's trapped in the hair, he's trapped in the hair. So I'm more concerned about him running out while right. invisible. So well, and so I think face. her signal sort of signals to you that he's that that something is moving through the hair, maybe to the other side of the head. You're on the right side, where the right ear is. Cool. And so the hair is hanging down. You know, he's not bald on top. He does have hair, so yeah, it might be something moving towards the other side of the of the head, you know, away from you, essentially. Cool. I won't do a sneak, but I'll go into kind of my low tracking stance and head around the other side of the hair, keeping an eye on the sand and seeing if it's moving around. Okay. Uh, do you want to do this by survival to track your prey, or do you yeah. want to investigate the hair? Okay. Uh, let's survival. Track it. Uh, five. Okay. So you get down on all fours and you peer into the hair. You can't get a bead on any targets. But you you know something's in there. There's definitely prey in there. He's in there. I'm just not 
used to this environment. <laughs> right, so, you know, you're still free to do what you, you can do. There's no turn orders. It's just quite yet, so uh, hope. Um, cool. You see Morel sort of cutting off uh, from the outside on all fours. Awesome. I'll slowly keep approaching the thing from behind and push it to Varel. Okay. And try and see if I can keep pointing at where the thing is to help Varel see it. Okay. Uh, roll a perception check, both of you. Twelve. Ten. Okay. Uh, so you guys wait patiently and you move forward. Sort of like just like how hunters do, where you have one hunter walk through the bush and the other one waits and chase the deer out, and so you're kind of doing this maneuver in a cyclops's head of hair, and um, and eventually you see it, you catch a shimmer of purple through the hair. It's directly in front of you and to the left of Varel where he's standing looking in, and I hope you're the one to see it. I'm gonna jump on top of it. Okay, uh, so you make a run, roll a grapple. Fourteen. Okay, so you you run through the hair, and the thing begins running as well. You see Thailander Varel, and you see Hope run after Thailander, and grab him, and you've got uh, you've got your arms around him. Are your eyes still completely black at this point? The golds come back definitely, but now that I have them, they're going to start going black again. Okay, and you also see Hope look scary again. <laughs> And you've got him. And he goes, no, no, no! It's not time. It's, it's too... No! I'm gonna, can I shove him on the ground and shove his face no! um, Varel, let's have Varel have a turn. Well, her eyes have gone black again. Uh, you found him! Get him, Hope! Get him! Do that! Do the thing that you're mad about! <laughs> this is your quarry. Okay. All right, Hope, then do, do what you need to do. Cool. Well, I wanted to use my body weight to get him onto the ground and shove his face in the dirt so that sand's in his mouth and he can't talk. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, roll, uh, roll in a. You want to shove sand in his mouth? Roll the acrobatics. There's a yeah acrobatics for that. Cool. Uh, Fifteen. All right. So you shove him into the ground, face first, or just because you have from behind. So face first. You shove him into the ground, and then you're putting dirt in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I imagine he's trying to fight to get his head free because these these magic people they use words. So yeah. I want to be able to stop up his ability to use. Oh, verbal. you're savage. Okay, so you, you grab him, throw him face down into the dirt. You're cracking as you do it, and then you twist his head up, and there's like blood all around his mouth. And you take a hand, you take handfuls of dirt, and just fill his mouth with dirt. Just shove it in there. And he, it, it falls out, so you'll have to hold it in there to keep it in there. You're gonna like, um, like you can spit it out, so to keep sand, you know, sand geez. in there. Is there? Does he have like a belt on or a vest? I've got, I've got. He's um, got his vest on. Cool. Um, I'll motion to Varel to hold him down, to hold the hands apart, flat. And to sit on his to sit on him, I guess, so I can get the vest off. Okay. So you okay? Uh, you, do you do this? Uh, yeah, bro? yeah. So we, yeah, we trade right. up. I come over, knees onto his back, and then holding his arms out to the yeah, side. Yeah, so he can't. Okay. Use his can hands I can I get a him. grapple check from you, please? Because he's struggling. Yeah. The exchange of grapple. Seven. Okay. Um, you roll a natural twenty on this one, so he actually. You go to grab him and exchange the grapple, and then he writhes free. And then he 
He turns around, looks up, and he touches your hand, Varel. Okay, and let's see. Uh, he touches your hand. Can you roll a... I just need to get the spell up. Sorry, guys. Uh, can you roll a... There we go. Um, oh, it's a ranged spell attack? Weird. Okay, so he touches you. <laughs> and uh, So um, 21 will hit, right? Yeah, so he touches you and you um, feel this chill. Like, you're cold-blooded to begin with, but you feel this unnatural chill freeze your spine. You take four points of damage, uh, necrotic damage. Cool. And um, and then where he touches you, his, his hand like makes this burn mark of fingers, and then you sort of push the hand away, but then there's this phantasmal hand that stays on your arm that continues to, like, Whole, have a grip on your arm, and wherever you move it, it's this, this ghost hand is still on your arm. And then he starts he, he starts to squirm free, but uh, Hope, it's your turn. Alright, I'm gonna just jump at him again and throw myself on top of him with another, another grapple 17. Okay. Alright, you're able to get on top of him this time. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna Face back legs. down on the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to use my legs to hold his arms to his side, and I'm going to take the butt of my gun and just bash it into the back of his head. Okay, attack roll, please. So 1d4, correct? Yeah, for... Right, the hit um... first. All right, so a 21. Okay, and so uh, it's to knock him unconscious, this damage, it looks sounds like? Yeah. Okay, roll your damage dice. Brady, uh, one. Okay, so you just go, you just hit him, and he's still struggling as if nothing had happened. He's got adrenaline coursing through him. He's trying to escape, um, but you do have him sort of grappled at the same time. All right, so while this is happening, meanwhile, in the Cyclops's loincloth, it's dark, it's hot, it's smelly. Scott's been searching around. He thought he found it a couple of times, but it was just a rock. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of stones and sand in this loincloth. Yeah. Um, as you search around, your eyes begin begin to become acclimatized to the darkness. Mm -hmm. So you, you can't really see, but you have like a little bit of a vision. And as you search around, you come up to this sort of round, really large like, mushroom-shaped thing. Oh, Got a little slit in it. Yeah. You had to, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and hanging, hanging out of the slit. <laughs> you swear you can see just a little chain dangling, but it's really dark and hard. <laughs> well, then I'm gonna grab for it and get the H out of there. <laughs> I see so many Patrick Stewart memes in Discord right now. Everyone's doing this. We're all doing this. <laughs> So I'm gonna uh, snatch it. I got if if I think I'm seeing it, I'm getting it and getting. Okay. Um. So you go to tug on it. It's a little stuck. <laughs> Great. Of course it is. You'll have to like maybe put a hand in and pull. Okay. So if you want to do that, make a strength check, please. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, <laughs> Fourteen. Okay, so you take all your strength and you're like, and you, you just hear this muffled sound from the loincloth. And as you pull it, Nash, 
it comes free. Ooh. Yeah. You pull it out, and you're like, you, you, you feel, it feels like what it was. It feels, it's a familiar feeling as you hold it. You're like, you know you have it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, water starts spraying no! everywhere. And you're like, no! And it stinks and it smells. Uh, and all of a sudden, the ground around you is wet. The ceiling is wet. And everywhere around you is wet. And you forget which way is the exit. I'm going to need that prestidigitate. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I want to go the way I this came. Was, Do uh, I... Stanley, uh, cut, cut to Stanley. He's outside looking at the taint of the Cyclops still. And you start to see wetness on the sort of absorb into the <laughs> into the loincloth from the outside. I'm going, no. I'm, I'm going to start to wander away. <laughs> okay. okay. So back to Hope. Hope, you're sitting on top of Thailander. Put, putting him into the dirt again. You've hit him with the gun. What do you do? I'm just going to keep on hitting him with the back of my gun. And I'm going to be like, Braille, can you break his legs? Okay. Roll an attack roll. Uh, well, Varel decides how he's going to do that. Cool. Uh, 21. Okay. Roll your damage dice. Four. Okay. All right. So you hit him again. Baff! He's still going. Varel. You see uh, Hope relentlessly just psh, 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 like almost a machine pounding this guy's head. All right. Uh, is is there any lingering effect on this uh, touch on my arm? I, I still feel it, but... Um, okay. Sorry. Um, so you feel you feel as if um, you're, you're... You just feel like... Um, not discomfort. Well, it's discomfort. It's it's uncomfortable, but you feel like sick. It immediately makes you sort of feel the sick feeling, whereas you you would not will never be able to recover from any injuries that you ever receive. All right, then I'll be standing. So hopes hopes bashing him in the back. It, it doesn't seem to be making progress, and I'll, I'll be standing there. This man cursed me. This man cursed me. He cursed you, Varel. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'll enter a rage and start wailing on his head. Okay, so you ignore the legs and go for his head. Yep. Roll an attack roll. Cool. Reckless attack. A 25. Okay, and the damage dice. It's a... Six. And these are just wild fist wails of that same head that she's banging on. Okay, you hit him with that. Okay, and his, his head, like, there's blood everywhere. His teeth start to fall out, and he starts to, you start to hear him through the sand, saying, please, please stop, please stop, please stop. Yield, I yield, I yield. I don't stop. Okay, roll if an anything, attack If anything, I dice. try to break his jaw. Okay, roll an attack dice. Mm, uh, five. Okay, now this one hits the dirt. We're all your turn. Okay. Are, are we, uh, are we like 1940s logger manning this where she does one and then I do one and then she does one and I do one? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Logger man. Just a couple of friends beating up a guy. Yeah. 18. Okay, roll your damage dice. Sick. Uh, seven. Okay, this one in particular uh, seems to have really connected. And um, his body stops moving. He's still alive, go. but 
He go. He, his body goes limp. He stops struggling. You hear breathing, and you hear like the hand hand is just moving and making like a clawing motion in the sand. I'm gonna go for another hit. Eight. Okay. Is this a lethal hit or are these unlethal hits? I assume Varel's is. I, I, yeah. It's lethal. Yeah. Okay. Well, your damage dice. Uh, four. Okay. You one one last time. Hit him with the butt of the gun. You hear as the jaw just goes slack and the body goes limp. And I'll sit there, breathing hard, and I'll look at Varel. And I'll nod at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll your attack roll. Ooh, natural one. Okay. Um, you miss. <laughs> you, you, you chip your fingernail. And you're like, ah, god damn it! <laughs> really hate when I lift my nail. Cool. So I will. So, so I'll miss the sand. Hit the sand. Kind of bend a fingernail backward. And just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it's uncomfortable. No damage dice, but uh, yeah, you're it's, you're pissed. Um, all right, back to um, Nash. The flow of water appears to have abated. Everything on you is soggy and smelly. It smells like urine, but just ungodly urine. You have the shiny in your hand. You don't know how to leave. Okay. Um, I don't know which way is back. I've gotten disoriented. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, we can. You can pick a direction and see where it takes you. Oh my gosh, dude. Um. <laughs> really? I'm gonna get lost in the crotch of. Okay. I'm gonna turn. I'm going to go... I'm going to feel the wall. Okay. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, Stanley! Did you he walk away? away? Yeah. You don't get a response back. Frickin' Stanley. That's what I say. <laughs> I'm always walking away when I need him. <sighs> All right, so then he, what I'm going to do... He saw the urine and left. <laughs> I'm going to feel the walls wherever they're at. And <laughs> the side that is soft... And waterbed like, uh, I'm going to turn so that now that is on the opposite side that it was when I first walked in. Okay. So that so I can I, roll um, survival, please. All right. Gosh dang it. Uh, hold on a second. That would be. I never remember on this. My stat sheet. Hold on. Okay. That would be. Uh, do I have survival stuff modifier? Hold on. Yeah, I do. Plus three. Okay. 18. Okay. So, after a moment of thinking, you start to raise your hands out and feel around the walls, and you feel for, you know, what is clearly his penis. Um, you, you take that and follow it down where also um, part of his abdomen is, and get to the point where you see that waterbed-like wall, the, the wrinkly... You don't see it, but feel the wrinkly, hairy, veiny flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Pulses. You put your hand on it, you can feel... Or, oh. like, you know, because blood's... You, you just feel pulsing. And then on the more solid side, you don't feel it as much. Also, just giant hairs and pimples. <laughs> and then and you, you work your way down. And finally, a cool breeze washes over you and you're back out into the sunlight it, it's blinding because you've been inside you're like oh it's so bright out here but the smell is a relief 
right. And uh, you've made it out of the loincloth. I mutter under my breath, these guys are... Now, you are sweating profusely. Oh me. And your hands are very greasy. Okay. Stanley! Where is Stanley now? Where are you? Can I hear him? How far have I wandered? I don't know. How far did you go? You just said you walked away and then... So maybe you're at the foot or something? Yeah, probably. Taking the long way around in a way. Yeah, you see Stanley walking away. Dude, (laughs) I need to... I need that cleaning magic. I can't... I have... I sacrificed my mental well-being by getting this back. That's the least you can do. Well, our goal wasn't to get it back. Our goal was to make sure it wasn't taken. Well... What? (laughs) We just spent all that time convincing him that we had no interest in the shiny. We just didn't want Thailander to get it. Yeah, but he's. I think you need to go put it back. He's no. He's probably <laughs> dead or close to it. We need to hold on to it. If he comes back, he gets it back. If he doesn't come back, we keep it. Either way, clean me up. All right, All right. come over here. I'll press the digitation. All right. And as as, as you guys are cleaning uh, Nash off, um, <laughs> open Varel, you see from the town behind you. Cars, these what looks like, you know, armored vehicles get loaded up and start driving in your direction. You see, and you see Toyota host dudes with their, you know, their pieces of car part armor and their tattoos. They drive up and they start circling around the corpse, and eventually, you know, there's this big brouhaha. And uh, the two, you see, the two orcs that you recognize from the Kurobokishi start walking their way towards you. And after five or ten minutes, you know, I don't know if you want to do anything with the corpse before they arrive, apart from kill Thailander. I don't know if there's anything you want to do. So I'd like to offer you the opportunity. Well, you called it a corpse, so you killed him. Yeah, you killed him. Okay. I'll take, um, I'll quickly search his clothes for the deed and slip that in the back of my pants. Okay, investigation. Six. Okay, so you flip him over, reach in where you saw him show the deed, and unravel it, and you see like calligraphy, you know, and it says is the title of the chopper mine. It's got like a little stamp on it. Looks legitimate, but before you have a chance to scrutinize it too much, it it turns into smoke. And disappears. I'll hit his face with the butt of my gun one more time. <laughs> okay. You hit his face and teeth fly out. <laughs> I need to start making a necklace of these teeth. <laughs> Varel will appreciate that. Um, so the Karomakishi, they, they walk up and you recognize it as Sir Chicken Finger and Lady Salt Bubble. It's two orcs. They've got sword, big katana on one side and blunderbuss on the left side. They have the two swords actually. The Wakizashi and the what's the big one called? I can't remember. Katana, I guess. Katana. And um, they uh, they walk up towards you guys, and Lady Salt Bubble says, "What what is this that we have here? What is this being? Why have they attacked our town?" This corpse stole something from it and brought it here. 
Who is this man? Some wizard. Varel, he insulted you earlier, didn't he? Yes. Thailander went by Rob in town. And Sir Chickenfinger looks over to Salt Lady Saltbubble and says, We've heard of this Thailander. Saltbubble says, Yes. We know who this Thailander is. And she kneels down by him, sort of crouches, and examines his face and says, He's been giving us a lot of trouble. Would you he believe it? He enchanted the dead and the food. Would you believe that he's trying to disrupt the slave trade in Slave Town? I believe this he was could trying not to stand. disrupt everything. Not only have you proven yourselves honorable in the Rusty Cage, but you have once again come to the rescue of the principal's interests. This is an auspicious day. You are you are truly heroes. And then and then Sir Chickenfinger says, "What about the lar- What about the large one?" What should we do with... Is he... He still looks, he sort of runs up and puts two fingers next to his ear. Still appears to be breathing, but we can't keep him in town. He, he just wanted... We're going to have to kill him. He'll leave as soon as he wakes up. He just wanted the item that was stolen from him, and we got it back. He'll, he'll leave. Did you... So this is Thailander's doing? Yes. He's we, a confused animal. I pre- so Lady Sawbubble comes up to you, puts an arm on her shoulder and says, Child, I appreciate what you're trying to do here. You're trying to save a life and be honorable. But sometimes when life is a danger to many, that one life must be eliminated. We can't have we can't have some creature like this ever wander into this town again and he knows where we are. We're going to have to kill him. I'll look over at Burrell. And keep in mind that there are vehicles parked all around, and there's, you know, uh, just, you know, Toyota host Yahoo's just hanging out and, and watching, waiting for orders, chewing, and watching all this happen as you interact with these two. Warriors, I have witnessed your strength firsthand, and you know ours from the rusty cage. This creature, much like us, that was around me, possesses great strength, yes. But so do, don't we? What keeps us from destroying the town? Let this beast awaken, and at least hear its mind. We were thinking of talking to you about that. Uh, There is a, I noticed on the way in, a lizard-shaped hole in one of the bars in town. I'm going to say, we might need you to tone it down as well. These are reactionary measures, I assure you. Hmm... Well, just be careful who you make friends with this in, in this town because they're not all allies. Yes, I have made I have made excellent enemies, you will find. In fact, I would like you to go to a certain house I made another hole in and look in that fine basement to find several monstrosities created by this man. I pick my em- enemies carefully. Don't let you be on that list. Wait, there are still there are monstrosities in the town? Well, clarify, please hope the there's a system in the town of some sort of location they use. What is... Yes, on the street where Thailander lived, right on Thorn Row, we found an underground passage where he was trying to summon a demon with blood and things, and down there he raised four townspeople 
he had cut up you into see undead. Lady Salt Bubble, you know, make these hand gestures, point to the house, and then about two dozen of the Toyota host men and take off in their cars and go back to the town, having heard your instruction to her to go dispatch or deal with the situation as it may be. I thank you. We thank you for your service to this town and to the principal's interest. Would you not consider joining the Koromu Kishi and becoming a fully-fledged member of our order? You're very good at it already. I don't like rules. <laughs> so, <laughs> you turn around and Nash and Stanley have wandered up and, and, and says, "It is a yes, it is a life of discipline, but it is a life of great honor. And there's very little in, of value in this world. Oh, good. We killed Tyler. Honor is worth more all the gold <laughs> and and values, valuable possessions this world could ever offer you. I'm sorry. I was just very thrilled that we killed this man. He has caused a lot of problems. Yes, he's caused, caused a lot of problems for us, too. He wanted to free all the slaves in Slave Town and kill all of its, you know, quote, oppressors. Oh, really? So that would be awful. He's been quite a nuisance to us, and we're very happy that you've dispatched him so easily. Thank you. Way to go, team. <laughs> it would have been a bit different than I think we would have wanted it, Stanley, but with the, the metal coming out of the eyes and the missing fingers and toes. Yeah, everybody's really awful, is what yeah. I've learned today. Uh, speaking of awful, they wish to kill our friend here. No, there's no need for that. He's going to make his way out of here just as soon as he wakes up. I'm really afraid that, um, you know, in spite of we'd like to reward you and like to treat you with all the honor and gratitude that we can, and certainly we'll talk to Celibus into ensuring that the hospitality towards you continues. The subject of this giant dying is not up for debate. You know what I have found odd about this town constantly? Is how people always say, oh, you're so amazing, we're so grateful to you, but the one thing you've asked us to do, we're not gonna do. We'll extend you every hospitality except the one you're asking for. But he is a danger. No, he isn't. He's gonna wake up, he thinks I'm great, he thinks we're great, we're gonna give him a thing, and off he'll go. Very well, then. Are you taking on this giant as your personal ward and responsibility? Well, I mean, I'm not going with him, but... That's the only way he lives. Fine. <laughs> Very well. Let it be so. And they both do these weird gestures with their hands that you don't quite understand. It says, in the name of Jesus Chrome, guiding us to the path and the Silver Road. Yeah, He's your responsibility. That. Have him out of town by the end of the day, or else we will have to, we will have to kill him. Very they good. Go, yeah, they whistle. It. I can't whistle. And then they start rounding up the Toyota host people. And he says, "Please speak. We will speak to Celibus and ensure that your accommodations continue uh, in reward for your service to this town." And then they they start to walk away slowly, carefully, kind of. Looking back, not feeling uh, sure that they're trusting you and convinced by you that you're going to take care of this, but they, they don't. They're not in love with the idea. 
They walk back towards the town. And you hear... Well, who adopted a Cyclops today? Raise your hand. <laughs> I kind of like him. Should we rename him? I think his name is fine. Orp. I'm going to start rifling through the corpse a bit more mm. thoroughly. Okay. Yeah, as you do that, a couple of the uh, Toyota host guys—they didn't—they didn't leave. They're walking there. They're gonna—they brought out a box and they're gonna put them in there, but they're waiting for you to rifle through them. Uh, so you look through the rest of his belongings, but uh, he doesn't appear to have anything on him. Oddly cool. enough, yeah, he's got uh, all of his stuff was already taken from him during the initial, you know, like the conductor stick. It's gets on the ground in town or something like that. Yeah. So they, they put them into the box, they load them up and bring them into a car. They're like, ah, we're going to have fun burning this one, eh? <laughs> yeah, let's bring them back to town and have some fun. And they put them into the <laughs> Should we be concerned vehicle? about that? And drive off. Yeah, sounds just like that. Yep. Well, I guess I'm waiting for Orp to wake up. I'll stay here as well. You guys want to wake? We can shake him or something. You smat. Oh wait, were you pressed to digitate it? Yeah, I'm clean. Okay. Uh, but there's only you can only cast like three. It didn't fully. Oh, there's still you're clean. You don't have pee on you. There's still an aura. There's <laughs> too much pee. You got the basic press the digitation package. It costs <laughs> money to upgrade to the deluxe. All right. Well, I look at you and I say I've seen some things. Let's leave it there. He got urinated on by the sidewalk. <laughs> Damn it, Stan. So you went diving for the necklace, I'm assuming, then? Yeah, I got it. I take it out of my coat and hold it up for everyone to see. Well, we need to be ready to give this to the big guy. I think that's the only way he's going to leave the town. No, I agree. We don't need to keep it unless he's gone. I kind of hope this maybe had killed him. Not to be rude, but... You use that necklace. Well, I'm just saying. You've been more intimate with this Cyclops than anybody. Yeah, it's because nobody else volunteered. Nobody needed to go in there. You could have left it alone. That's a fair point. But if he's going to leave, now we have a way to get him to leave. He By wasn't the way, gonna... what happened to the deed? It wasn't Shit. a real deed. It turned into ash as soon as I grabbed for it. So kudos to us for not falling for that trap. Well, we did try to pull the same thing on him, so at least I feel a little better about that. It's a magic thing, I guess. Yeah. We have our ways. Come on, Orp, wake up. Get a little smack on the side of the face. Okay. Um, how hard is it, though? You didn't mind particularly. Yeah, it's enough to just make a sound, basically. Okay. Nothing happens in response. He's still sleeping. So I'm guessing we're to assume he was going to use a demon to try and free the slaves? Maybe. It seems likely that he needed some sort of powerful ally against everything we're facing now why is everybody so awful <laughs> it's a tough world out here 
even those that seem to be up to good things are bastards in the end. Pharrell, you look thoughtful. I have found today most disturbing. What's on your mind? We are attempting to solve our problem. And those around us continue to use swifter justice. Yet we must hold our tongues in our fists. <laughs> I continue to present ideas where we swing into town and go about this rather quickly. It seems our prolonged engagement is only causing more suffering. However, the dead are disgraced today and that's not something I'm familiar with to have your body dis digited and enchanted to rise and now they take the same man to burn him in the city that sounds like a, a curse if you ask me man raises the dead man falls dead sounds like he'd raise himself wouldn't he this is all more than I am used to well, I think the problem is our enemies are quite numerous. I don't know if we have the power to take them on head-on just yet. What does this necklace do now that we are free of prison and combat? Oh, DM question. Did you tell mm -hmm. us this, what it does before? So, uh, in order to uh, unlock the secrets of magical items you pick up, you usually have to spend a long rest with it, just studying it and attuning yourself to we it. We didn't do that then. I, why unless do you I... have a spell that, unless you have magic that will identify it sooner, or you happen upon it in the course of play. Okay, that makes sense. Well, yeah. we're, are we due for a long rest to do to do that? I think it's uh, about uh, you know it's still early in the morning, maybe oh. around uh, nine ten o'clock. You guys were up pretty early. So it's too, or I mean, you can go hang out and rest if you'd like. There's nothing pressing happening at the moment, except for the Cyclops. Who knows what'll happen when he wakes up? And when he wakes up. Um. All right. Well, I inform the group that I have to, I have to spend, you know, rested time thinking on it, meditating on it before I can say much more about what it does. If it's a peaceful endeavor, let us do it here, and we'll all be sitting as friends when he awakens, calm and ready to talk. Okay. So you guys are going to set up a little camp? That's cool. Sure. Yep. And just, is there fire? Is there anything particular about this? Middle of the day, so probably not. Yeah, unless you guys are, you know, we could make food or something. Yeah, it's the desert. <laughs> we, need a, we need a campfire. Get yeah, down there. Ooh. <laughs> it's the fire, everyone. I imagine it's going to be sand castle for Varel, actually. Um, okay, so you, you, great. You're going to spend some time resting, uh, even though it won't recover any spell slots or anything at this juncture. Um, because, But you can get a short rest. You can benefit from the things you earn from short rest, so roll hit dice, things like that. Any abilities, some of them do get refreshed on the short rest. Um, during this time, uh, Pharrell, uh, you hear... Actually, I'd like everyone to take off their headphones except for Varel. Okay. Oh, okay. During this time of rest, 
something's been bothering you in your ears and you um, have been hearing the sound of a drum but it's not your companions can't hear it it's very far it's imperceptible but it's unmistakably unmistakably something tribal tribal and lizard folk like like a call like um it's not a, like a call to action but it's the type it's just a very faint drumming very it's rhythmic but not very complex and it's a signal of presence essentially it's it's like it's li- one lizard folk letting another other in the area know that they are there but it is one that comes in friendship and not from territorialism and you can hear it in the air because it's very bassy and it reverberates but it carries over the desert and your companions do not hear it okay. and it it's 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 in, like an invitation to those around basically all right everyone else can come back now <clears throat> yeah can come back all right so um <laughs> that was a great face you made <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you, during this rest period as well, you spend some time studying the necklace. So go ahead and add the uh, what is it? I think it's a necklace of fireballs. Oh, that's what it's called. Oh, um, to, nice. which will contain the description of what it is. Uh, okay, hold on. So let me look for it here. Necklace. Items, official magical. Now items. I know why Thailander didn't want us to hit it with anything. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, look up Necklace of Fireballs and add it to your inventory. Okay, and for the benefit of listeners, I will read the description. It has, um, well, this one in particular has five beads. Okay. And you can detach one of the beads and throw it up to 60 feet. And when it reaches the end of the 60 feet, it turns into a third level fireball spell. Whoa. Okay. Awesome. And you can you can hurl multiple beads or even the whole necklace as an action. And um, it'll increase the level of fireball by one if you do more than one bead. Okay. Um, throwing the bead permanently, it's, it has a finite resource. It's not a rechargeable resource. So mm-hmm. there's five beads on it that you can use to... It's got to clear 60 feet first, then turns into a fireball. Okay, so I, it's, so that's the ammo. That's when it's out, it's out. It does no does nothing else. That's right. So you should, in your... When you have it in the inventory, I think it, it'll list the number of charges in it. Maybe I have it in there now. It says if, nine charges is what it says. Okay, that's the maximum amount of charges. So you actually, it, it, it's you, you have five. Okay. So four are used. Let's say just like use up four. One, two, three, four. Okay, I have five of nine yeah. available. Yeah. So okay. so you're aware that this this is an item with magical properties in it, and it. You believe, based on your investigation and your concentration of it, that it contains fire energy that you could use this to throw. Okay. All right, sweet. That's awesome. And the effect is... Remember, you have to give it back. Oh, right. (laughs) Anyways. um, Oh, do I? So as you guys rest and and various things happen to you, um, Orp begins to... Oh, wait, he goes, oh... Where am I? And he brings a hand up to his face and it scratches his one eye. And it's like, he starts to sit up and he looks up at you and he's like, What? <laughs> hey there, Orp, buddy. How you doing? 
Stanley. Hello. Oh, I'm hungry. Can I eat you? Yes. I'm well, hungry. I'd rather you didn't. Uh, that will what be happened? <laughs> well, Thailander did. My ear hurts. Yeah, Thailander attacked you. He what? He attacked you. Thailander attacked me? Yeah, right while he was right up there by your ear. He puts a hand down, pushes himself up, and then sits cross-legged and gets up and goes, Where is he? Well, he he's dead. What? After Who killed he, him? After he attacked you, he tried to get away with your shiny again. And, uh, well, we, we got in a fight and we were forced to kill him. Persuasion, please. Uh, that's a 19 plus... So... 6. So he tried to steal my shiny... Again. What? And you killed him? We did. We had to. So you're not... But... Thailander said you were trying to kill him, and now you did. Well, he tried to kill us after he attacked you. We didn't want him to hurt our friend. You're our friend, right? I'm your friend. Yes, and he attacked our friend. We had to stop him. But no one's going to make my food dance anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's have this loud wail all across the desert. All right. Well, Maybe it's time to give him his thing back. Yes, we were able to get your shiny back to keep him <gasps> from stealing it. So wait, have... wait. I have my shiny, and he reaches into his pants. And I don't know why I reached into my pants, but I did, that happened. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the DM and, was uh, feeling it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> game man um so <laughs> uh yeah so he can't find it and he's like where is it my shiny's gone again well that's all right we we got it back for it for you nash yeah i'll pull it out and go here you go big guy it's right here and he takes his fingers and carefully and he opens <laughs> up his, his loincloth and now i <laughs> Gosh, Gosh dang you. it, I shouldn't have gone in there in the first place. It's about the memories. Oh, frick. You've seen sights few have seen. Oh my gosh. Kind of, you felt sights few And he just felt. put it right back in there. All right. Thank you, Nash. You're welcome. So, so... I guess I'll go home now, but I want to eat. Where's You're your my home? friend, Stanley. I can't eat you. But I saw other men's in the town, and he starts getting up. I'm going to eat one of them. No, no, you shouldn't do that. He starts walking off. No, please stop. <laughs> he starts lumbering his way over to the town. And you're yelling yes. at him to stop, but he's not You're quite listening. He doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> no, I bet I can do a fire. I can do a fire bolt, just not the ball. 
So I could okay. I could I could say wait and then go shoot one in the sky, try to distract him, get him to go. Okay. Oh yeah, that's so, right. So you're not trying to hit him? With no, him. no, no, no. Just like distract him okay. and like remember this. And he turns around. And he's like, oh, pretty. He turns around to you, Nash. Says, I like your magic. After I've eaten, I want you to do more tricks for me. That's we can do that. It's a friend date. I'll tell you what. Later. Listen, no, now. I must eat. I'm hungry. You'll be okay. You're the the body mass of half a planet. You're fine. Just stay here, (laughs) and I'll show you how to shoot fire again. Won't that be fun? What's a what's a what's a a plant? Planet. Planet. Like this world we live on. Do you know where you see where you're standing? This, this is a we're on a planet. Shit, we're getting nowhere with you. All right. (laughs) Are you tricking me? No. No. The problem is, Orp, if you go into that town, they're going to attack you and hurt you. We don't want to see you get hurt. Little mans can't hurt me. No, but there's a lot of little mans. And a lot can. Look at what I step on little mans. Yes, but Orp, look what one little man did to your ear. That was just one. He got lucky. Well, there's a lot of lucky people in that town. You don't right. want to get hurt, and we don't want to see you get hurt. All right, here's another persuasion. Silver tongue. Oop, that's on the floor. Well, I can see it. It's uh, 17. It's not bad. Well, what am I supposed to eat, Stanley? Well... I think you're going to have to go out into the desert and see what you can find. There's the nothing. desert? There's nothing in the desert but that. Well, what, what do you think you of eat goblins? On the way here? Oh, yeah. I oh, eat yeah. men's. I, I find men's and I eat men's. Do you like goblins? Hmm. Goblins? Yes. Like green and brown men's? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can eat that. We are aware of trucks full of goblins moving throughout the desert right now. Yep. But there's a men's over there. Yeah, but Why can't... I can't eat those men's? Because if you attack that town, they're going to hurt me, and I'm your friend, and you don't want to see me get hurt. Hmm. They're going to blame me for everything you do. But if I eat them, then they can't blame you anymore. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. If one gets around, they're going to hurt me. And it'll be too late. Show me where brown and green men are. All right. I'm going to uh, try and figure out what direction... uh, Northwest would be. Okay. Uh, Get the map up here. Um, so we need the Dead Fingers map, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna basically one. be. So here's the idea. I'll just tell you, and you can figure out what the best way to handle it. Would sure. Be. My goal is to point him in the direction of Dust Hill. And send him <laughs> off in that way. 
the plot thickens. Oh, really? Need that dragon engine. Hold on, I got an idea. I'm not done. I'm not saying okay. I'm setting him off. All right, just, so yeah. north. It would be northwest, so relative of the sun, you can determine. Uh, sorry, yeah, northwest. You can determine a direction. So there. I'm going to point that way, and I'm going to say to him, I'm going to say, "Oh, this is very important. Are you listening to me?" Yes. All right. Now, in that direction, we know that there is a bunch of vehicles, bunch of you know, room, room, carrying, room, carrying a bunch of the green and brown little goblins, and they're going that way to hurt people we care about, and we don't like that. So, not only can you eat them, but we don't mind if you smash them too. And if you go that way and you happen upon a place where people who look like us are there, you should ask if it's a place called Dust Hill. Can you say that back to me? Dust Hill. That's right. Now, Dust Hill is a good place. It's full of good friends like us. If you get to Dust Hill, you should take care of those people and make sure nothing bad happens to them. But if anybody tries to hurt them, you can eat them. Why? Because you're hungry. Nope, too complicated. And he turns around and he starts walking over to Dust Hill again. To Anyone Dust have Hill any food? Slave Town? Any food They're at all? Slave Town. I have rations on me. It's not, en it's not enough to feed this guy. What about the what about the Varel powers? What if what if we made it giant rations? Oh Do you have the ability to make a giant, uh, ration giant? Yeah, it's any object. I can do it. Oh, does that work, really? I thought it said any object. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it might be. I think so. I think you're right. I just, I want, I need, I want to see it with my eyes. Uh, what the hell happened there? Yeah, okay. You can cause a creature or object. Perfect. Yeah, okay. creature or object. Right. So now it's double the size. Now, oh. A ration. Oh, you'll make like a large almond. Well, do it'll, we have... It, other... it, it'll feed two instead of one. Damn it. Do we have, like, uh... I, I can look at Varel and say, Varel, a beast of some sort, like a large beast could be a great double meal. It doesn't I don't mean you. I mean, like, a, you know, a wild desert hippo or something. And I can blow that thing up double. Desert hippotamus. <laughs> Friend, friend, what what do you eat? What is your favorite food? Surely these dirty cretins are not the delicious type. Mm, I like mans. Yeah, mans, that's the best. Mm, I, I sometimes I eat mm, little little worms. Worms. Like, if I find little worms and I'm hungry, I eat worms. We have a whole vehicle with a bunch of chew worms in it. Don't think those are the worms. He's how big are these? The worms how big are... like that big? Yeah. Okay, for him, snakes. so that's like a person's size, a big right? Worm. Sometimes I find worms. Sometimes in the desert, I find um, a big gray. Gray, gray, gray. I eat them. Yep, that's gray, gray. <laughs> <laughs> the gray, gray. It has has a worm on its face. Do we know about Varel's run-in with the snake or no? 
I don't remember. No, we don't. Okay. Mm -mm. That was not a hint, Pharrell. You can do whatever do you, you want. Do you have a gray gray? I eat gray gray sometimes. No. No. Uh -oh. I mean, the hotel's been serving nothing but sand squid. Maybe they have some food we could offer him. Would you be willing to, as a sign of friendship to the town, wait outside while we fetch food? They would love to see you, but not have you enter. Yeah, we'll bring you food. You uh, rest. You got hurt really bad. You Persuasion again, please. <laughs> Is it both Kyle and I or me? Yeah, it's both of you. I'm in 25 again. 19. Okay. Nice. All right. I feel special. No one ever gave me food except my Mooma. But my Mooma passed away. And I ate her after. My, my Mooma. <laughs> and he sits down. He's I like, think it's his mother. Mooma. I wish my Mooma was here. I'd eat her now. She's a part of you now. Forever. I'm going to go well, see if I can find some sand squid. I'll be right back. <laughs> Sounds okay. good. Anyone else going with Stanley for sand squid? Uh, not unless there's, there's fresh tracks of squid out here. All right. 15? There's anything? 15. Um. Well, you do see, after a few minutes of looking, Stanley takes off, you do see some tracks. Uh, looks like there might be some wild sand squid in the area. Mm. Hunting them going to take a bit of time because you have to sit still and let them come to you and then snatch them out of the earth. Yes. If Stanley's unsuccessful, I will return perhaps with the fresh squid. Are you two okay here? I'll stay. We'll I'll, talk. I'll stay. And I'll try it out into the desert. Okay, so Stanley, um, where are you going for the sand squid? Uh, the hotel, because They've been doing nothing but sand squid, so I assume they have some. Okay, perfect. So uh, you run off uh, to SJ Laddlebings, burst in through the door, and uh, <laughs> uh, there's no one there. It's empty right now, um, currently. Well, that's convenient. I'm going to head right on into the kitchen. Okay, so you make your way, push your way into the kitchen. You see lots of sacks of, mainly there's a sack of coffee beans and then lots of sacks of dried sand squid. It says sand squid painted on the side. And um, yeah, they're about, sacks are about 50 pounds to 70 pounds each. All right, I will carry as much as I can. Okay, so maybe one sack, given all your other items. Yeah. All right, so you pick up a sack of the sand squid. And make your way out the door and make your way back to town. How big is it? Now, uh, make is your it? way back to the Cyclops so you can see outside of town. Yep. Now, uh, Hope and uh, Hope and Nash, is there anything that you want to do? He just sort of sits there. And he's like, No. I think <laughs> I'm just chilling. I'm looking out across the, the plane, just chilling. All right, so uh, Varel, um, let's do the hunt. Cool. Right. So let's get a survival check going. All right. 
I will be looking for sand squid, and if there's like a an old dead log out here. You want a dead log? Yeah, or, or a, I guess like a, a buried car, anything with resident. Okay. Nine for the sand squid search and the... Okay, so um, you, you, you get closer, you find... Um, so sand squid tend to form schools as they travel through the sand, and they all, they're creatures of habit as they migrate through the dirt. They tend to stop at various places, various places to feed from the bugs in, in the sand. So you find one such location and know to set up your hunt there. And um, also, look surveying for parts and things of that nature... Uh, you do find a rather um, unusual, like a flat stone, disc-shaped stone. It's very solid. Uh, and it looks like it'd probably break if you hit something hard with it, but it's a very solid piece of stone. Okay. Cool. Good I for will... throwing it for hitting. Yeah. I will note the stone and take my place in the sand, dig myself on in, and get ready for my ambush as they come by and however long that takes. Okay, so it'll be about an hour, okay. roughly. Well, let's roll a let's roll a survival check. We'll see how long it'll be based on your roll. Cool. Fourteen. Okay, so thirty minutes. Sweet. All right, Stanley, you rush back to uh, Hope and Nash, who are awkwardly sitting there while the Cyclops hums off key. Me, 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 and he's just me, 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 me. You, it's uncomfortable and terrible the song. Um, so you you pro, you hear him singing. It echoes throughout the desert. Um, Morel, you even hear this. Uh, so Stanley, you run up with. He's got a fifty pound bag, this big bag of like sand squid. It says sand squid painted on it. You run up. Well, here you go. Bunch of sand squid. So he picks up the bag. What's well, not a lot? But I'll eat it. And he takes the Wait, bag. big guy, let me double it. What? I can double the whole bag. It'll be twice as big. Do you understand? If it's this small, it'll be this big. Okay. All right. It's magics? Yes. Okay, do it. All right, do you want to help me? What? Hold it in your fingers like this. Then take okay. your take your other, here. take your other big fat finger and point at it. Uh, okay. okay, okay. I'm doing it. And then I want you to say the magic words. What are the magic words, Nash? Sweaty taint. <laughs> what? All right. Sweaty something. Sweaty taint. What's your favorite word in the world? My favorite word. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. That's it. I don't know is the magic words. You did it. Say, say, I don't know and point to it. I don't know. All right. And then I cast enlarge and biggin, whatever it is. (sighs) And uh, And it doubles in size and he goes, wow, it's bigger. Wait, did I do that? Oh, I, you helped me. I know magic. And he points at and he goes, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's only got one. Finger. It's one time only, bud. 
Well, I know magic one time. No, I mean, you already did it. It's done. That's as big as it gets. But you got to hurry and eat it. You only have a minute. Oh. <laughs> he takes it and he just drops the sack into his mouth. Delicious. Yeah. What do you guys want to do now? Well, want to play? What did you have in mind? Mm. Let's go kill something. Well, just uh, just a big bottle of violence, aren't you? <laughs> or... Killing something is fun. I like it when you kill something and you see the life leave from its eyes. Yep, that's the best part. What did you want to go kill, exactly? I don't know. You want to kill mans? No, I think you should probably put the killing mans on hold for a little while. What? Look, there's a whole desert out there full of stuff. You should go find it and fight it. Right, and kills it. I kills it. Sure, but leave the towns alone. I don't get it. You want me to go kill things, and there are things to kill in the town, and then you say, don't kill things in the town. Right. don't understand. Are you tricking me? Well, no, it's a bunch of stupid things called laws, and you can't break them. Laws? Yep, it's a dumb word that means you shouldn't do certain things. Can I eat loaves? <laughs> I wish, but no. They're more of a invisible thing. Loaves are... You can't eat loaves and they are invisibles. Yep. What? What, <laughs> what is invisibles? It means you can't see it. My head hurt. <laughs> yeah, you let's should... not... You should probably go take a nap then. Meanwhile, Varel, the sand squids are closing in. Mm. You grab them up, fresh yes. ones, right in your hand. You have a, you know, it's, they're rather large. They're about this long, and they've got a, two eyeballs, and then all these squiddy tentacles hanging out the front. And you've got one, and it goes, <laughs> and I grab struggles it, like, for life, and I bring it. I run over to that rock that I had, and I just. Give it a smash! And a smash! <laughs> and a smash! Till it stops moving! Smash! <laughs> Once it stops moving, I throw it on my back and start walking yeah. back. Perfect. All right. And so Varel makes his way back with a freshly killed sand squid. Hoy, lizard man! Hello. Hello. Are, are we? Wait. Back? Did you kill something? I did. This. I want to kill something. There's plenty. Can, Careful, go... he's got his eyes on the town, Varel. Lizard, Lizard. I'm still for can, that plan. Can we go to the town and kill things? Guys? I've got bigger plans, so... <laughs> as long as I get to fix my car. 
Let's us instead learn a new game. Okay. What what game? What game will we play, Lizard? It's called Hunting. Hunting? That's yes. not a game. That's how you get mans. Yes. <laughs> but you can catch other things other than mans. See this? I wiggle it about. Squammy. Yes, Squammy, it's for you. Aw, thank you, Lizard. And he takes this the squirmy. Can I eat steak? It's for me. Yes. And it's like super small. Isn't it? It's like an M M&M. and M. He drops it onto his tongue. That was delectable. Oh, now, <laughs> now he knows well, that. Now he knows that word. The one big word he knows. Yeah. That's a good word. I like that word. Hey, hey, Nash, that's my favorite word. Oh, you should have told me, bud. We could have made it five times its size. I didn't think of it. I was under hurt. It's too late now, but keep that in mind. Don't forget the word. Okay. So, Lizard, we go hunting. Yes, out this way. Invisible roads where the food travels. Okay. So where are you taking him? He's, he stands up. Sorry. He stands up. He looks around. I'm ready to go. And I start, you know, motioning with my arm out, walking towards the desert where I came from. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you start leading him away, and he follows. Hope Nash and Stanley, you see Varel and the Cyclops start to walk off towards the mountain range. Well, that worked out really well. <laughs> it was a great idea. Are we going with him? Or are we staying here? Varel's really good with uh, indigenous peoples. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that the Cyclops is, an, is like an indigenous person? I don't know. I don't know what that means either. It's making me nervous. I'm like, elves are from space, right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> isn't that true? Elves are from space in this world. Is that not true? Do I not know that? Um. Well, you've been told. You've been yeah. told about Elhandar. Yeah. That they uh, elves return to the sky. So I'm not from here. Well, half of me is. <laughs> well, shall we head back to town and get some food? I'm hungry. <laughs> so you're just gonna leave Varela hang out with the Cyclops? Okay, I see. He's taking him out to the desert. Right. I don't know. I only make things worse when I talk to him. I'm gonna head back into town as well. All right, <laughs> Nash. Uh, I'm gonna go with them. Are go oh, you going with yeah. Cyclops and with Varel? Yeah. Right. So the party splits off into Varel, Nash, and the Cyclops walk off into the horizon skyline to hunt God only knows what, or Jesus Chrome only knows what. Meanwhile, Hope and Stanley collect their things and saunter on back to get rest and uh, get to get respite I'm, from the desert and from the days. I'm gonna events. head back to the uh, to the house to see if I can snag some of uh, Thailand's books. Okay. Hope. Uh, I'll tag along. All right. I was trying to make a nice little ending there with what I said because oh. I think that's where we're no, going to No, I mean, that's, that's fine. Everyone <laughs> walking off into two sunsets 
uh, back <laughs> Both into our town. Sunsets. No, I'm excited because <laughs> that's why the shadow. I don't, <laughs> there's two sunsets. It's, I don't well, get a lot no, of alone I mean. time. I don't get a lot of alone time with Varel. I'm actually looking forward to this. I don't know what's yeah, going to come of guys, it, but it's a good. It's a natural stopping point there. We've, we're party splitting off. We've got the hunter party and we've got the slave town party. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I haven't uh, had Nash friend quest yet. Yeah, these are these are going to be good. Maybe it'll be an escort mission. You can just walk me around. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Nice. Let's find out next week. Next week. Yeah, that's right. That right here on There Will Be Dungeons. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Well done, Bo, and congratulations on getting into your new place and having your new internet. And it went from very light in there to very dark now. So I know it's crazy, but uh, it's because I do it at 5. It's always sundown Yeah, during the show. Well, it's all good. Uh, it's been a pleasure this week. Everybody listen, though. If you want to have more stuff from the show, you need to go over to therewillbedungeons.com. And uh, everything's there. Our email address, our contact info, and I'm told it's all back up now, so you should be able to get to it easily. Uh, it'll tell you how to get video archives and the podcast in audio form, or however you're checking this thing out. It'll be there for you. And huge thanks to those who are here live. You guys are awesome. And uh, I always love checking the chat after the show to see what everyone is saying, and it's kind of a riot. Uh, so thank you for being a part of it. It's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week for more. There will be dungeons. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.